thirds of the clock has elapsed wow. in this 60-minute Ironman match. MJF, go! Seeker! Three to two here, guys. So this is No Sold, episode 40. We're back again. It's the East-West Connection. It's just Frank and I. How are you feeling on the West Side? Feeling great, John Boy. Great show last night. Super jacked to talk about it. Pumped. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna dissect it. We're going to break it down, give our little ratings, uh, go over the whole show. A fun show, but wanted to bring up really quick just last week we went into just the whole AEW product we recorded right before the dynamite go home show before this uh pay-per-view and i thought it was a really strong show so i wanted to show it some love they really focused on five or six matches and um didn't oversaturate it with a lot of stuff so just wanted to show uh tony khan some love on his lead-in show because you and i were bickering in the texts about ratings and uh the state of the the company but good show and good lead-in, I thought. Good focus. Yeah, the lead-in was strong. Because, like, the build for the show wasn't the greatest. You know, I, it happens. I feel like AEW's had a few pay-per-views where it's kind of been, like, the build hasn't been great. But I feel like those shows tend to be fun shows. So I don't know. I don't know what that says about the product or wrestling in general. You know, because sometimes all that build... It lets you down, you know, like WWE will have decent build to certain things, you know, and like then you get to the matches and you're let down. We're here to build aren't, you know, the builds aren't always the greatest, but you know, you're going to get at least a few banger matches if you're like, if that's your steez, you know, so I thought last night lived up to it, though, because, you know, the build wasn't great and I wasn't super I was stoked for just wrestling matches, but not like storyline, you know, things happening but after last night, now I'm like, all right, where are we going with everything? You know, so, you know, it's cool. Yeah. I thought it was a really good show. Yeah. And um, I, I'm just going to do a full disclaimer. All of my match ratings might be a little spiked or enhanced because <laughs> my viewing experience got to see it in the theater, went to the the cinema, the Regal Cinema near me. So we watched it there. I thought that was fun. It was a different experience. And like I said, it's going to it enhanced my viewing uh, experience so uh yeah can't wait to break it down i did want to mention really quick uh two people chimed in well a few chimed in but two two of the better comments was uh at least on our last episode i saw greg chiming in he was super uh pumped up for the moxley hangman match which we were as well but yeah we were at least i was critical of the build and then they really took it home on that that dynamite where they, they had some good promos backstage. Uh, but yeah, Greg Moxley. was pretty hyped for that match. Yeah. Moxley, especially. And um, the blood on the steps bleeding mm -hmm. on the steps. That was Such a good a visual. Yeah. This Moxley, cool man, vision. he really is like, you know, complete 180 for me. Cause like, I did not care for so many years. I did not like the guy did not care. Even early days of AEW took me a bit to like, oh, really? embrace him, you know, but, uh, I'm like a Mox guy now, you know, like I would never have thought that years back when you were trying to convince me to watch some of his stuff, you know, but it's crazy. I think his promos are good. I think his match is good. He bleeds so much, which is a turn off to some people, but it's just like, I, 
it reminds me of old school. He reminds me like of a dude that's gonna have like a forehead like Dusty had, or you know what I mean? Like when when it's yeah, all Carlos Cologne forehead. So, Carlos, yeah, exactly. Because like it's just such a old school mentality. So it's like it's gonna be interesting to see what that dude looks like in twenty years. <laughs> I know. We're gonna definitely talk about the blood um, in that match and and on the show. I want to get your opinion on some of that, but uh, also your boy John Petrick. He chimed yep. in and. Uh, if you want to break down, because he had a lot to say about AEW. Well, I do want to, I do want to talk. He mentioned Parker Boudreaux, like off the bat. And he mentioned he's a Notre Dame guy. And it's like, listen, John, I'm a Notre Dame fan, you know, but uh, I don't count Parker Boudreaux as a Notre Dame alum. You know, I consider him as a, a UCF alum. That was right. But I went to school right down the street from them. And it does not matter to me. The dude is brutal. <laughs> so I just wanted to point that out. Listen, I don't, it doesn't matter. I'm a noted. I'm a I couldn't tell Irish if he was serious or not yeah, with the yeah, Bordeaux yeah. love. I, no, I'm a big Irish fan, but I do not. That guy does not have it. But yeah, but like he's just saying stuff like he's down on the show mostly. You know what I mean? But he gave his predictions for the matches. And I think we were kind of in line with like match predictions like that he had and stuff. So, um, you know. Nothing crazy, but I think that's what we'll find with this show. It was sort of like maybe it wasn't the most unpredictable show we've ever seen, but it didn't matter. You know what I mean? Because like every, I think pretty much everything was effective. You know, maybe a couple of matches weren't like highlights, but the show was so heavy mm-hmm. that I think it still balanced well. So, you know, yeah. I think we're on the same page though, John Petrick and I. Even kind of most of us when it came to just like our predictions at the very least. You know, obviously John is a big time AEW guy, you know, same here, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just think like the show wasn't the most out of this world in terms of like unpredictability surprises, any of that, but it just was so effective all around. I was, I, I we'll get into it, but like, mm-hmm. it may be one of their best shows period. You know what I mean? As far as I'm yep. concerned. So it's like, I don't know. I said the same thing. I said, I didn't want to overreact, but I, I want to rank it like right off the bat. But, um, now, you know, 24 hours later or so, we'll, we'll chat about, you mm-hmm. know, my feelings and your feelings. I agree, though. And it might be for fans of AEW, especially like diehards, it was a little, quote unquote, predictable. But I think, like I said, I saw it with a, like a bunch of people in this cinema and they were they were surprised by a lot of this stuff. So I think the mm-hmm. casual fans, like they still had a lot of fun like with the surprises, you know, not yeah. uh, unpredictability. But let's get into it. It's AEW Revolution 2023. It was the Chase Center in San Francisco. So on the west side, you didn't want to make the trip because I, well, what were we talking? Four hours, four or five hour trek, right? Up to San Yeah, Frank. no, like five, six, five to six hours, you know, depending on traffic. And like, yeah, I had intended on going, you know, when, I, when the rumor was it was going to be at the Cow Palace, I was all about it. But then they switched that to Dynamite was going to be at the Cow Palace and the pay-per-view was going to be at this Chase Center or whatever it was. So it's sort of like, I was like, okay. When I was last at um, Dynamite in the Forum in Inglewood, Tony Khan had teased like potentially doing a Los Angeles or a SoCal pay-per-view show. So I was like, okay, uh-huh. I don't feel that urge to drive all the way up to San Francisco for the show. The Cow Palace, you know, I'm I'm a mark for the Cow Palace. I just always, I think that that's a cool like venue. Eddie Guerrero won the strap there. When we mm-hmm. did our fan fantasy league, my pay-per-view was at the Cow Palace. I'm always a Cow Palace oh, yeah. guy. So that's right. You know, so I was just like, if AEW doing pay-per-view at the Cow Palace, I gotta be there. But it was just a dynamite, so I passed. But next time, yeah. I'll, eventually I'll go, I'll travel for the shows. I will, I think I'm gonna go to the Vegas show. They announced W or Nothing in Vegas again. I've been there the last two times that they had Vegas shows, so I'll go again, most likely. Mm-hmm. You know, but um 
We'll see. Yeah, maybe I'll see you out there. That was fun mm-hmm. last year. I can't believe that was a year ago. We did that. Yeah, that was Punk yeah. winning the title. We got Punk to see it live. Yeah, you went ape shit. I went rightfully so. Me too. Look it up. Yeah, that's you look find it up. Me. Yeah, that was fun. Um, but let's talk about Revolution. So we kicked off the show with Jericho and Starks, Ricky Starks, Chris Jericho, Jericho Appreciation Society banned from ringside. Once again, we talked about some of the build. We weren't super stoked on the build for this. We thought maybe Ricky, you know, maybe uh, get like kind of sidetracked here with Jericho, even though he's one of the greatest of all time. So anyway, we were a little bit, um, you know, kind of hesitant on the actual build, but the match itself, let's get into. And right off the bat, I'll say the crowd was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least, at least for me, I don't know if it tr- transpired on your television. No, but... I thought it was a very good crowd. I even mentioned it here. We had a few guys at the house watching it, and it's like, I thought it was a very good crowd. I didn't think it was like you know one of those ultra memorable crowds, but I thought they did their part. Right. They were they were loud. They were into almost everything, you know, and you know it was effective. And like the reactions were really good from the crowd. Or, you know, they played their part the right way. I think as a crowd should. So, yeah, I thought it was a good crowd. Yeah, same. And um, chemistry, we'll get into it, way better chemistry than I expected. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just my bad for, like, kind of um, forgetting yeah, who, yeah, just who in the yeah. hell Chris Jericho is again. Yeah. But what do you think of their chemistry? I thought it was good. You know, um, I feel like Jericho's had some better chemistry with guys recently, you know, just in matches that we've seen with Ishii or Bandito or, you know, like, just he's been putting out banger matches where I felt this match was just a good, solid match. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was like exceptional. You know, I'm high on both guys. I'm kind of, I kind of love all this Jericho shit that he's been doing. Um, Ricky Starks is on that my very short list of favorite dudes in AEW. So mm-hmm. very high on the match. Maybe that's why I'm more down than because I saw people online were like, oh, amazing match to start the show. Like a lot of people seem to have enjoyed the okay. match, which I'm glad, you know. But I thought it was a good match. I thought the um their their chemistry was, you know, good enough. But I felt like maybe they've had even a better like interactions previous. So, but it doesn't mean anything bad about the match. I still thought it was a good opener, get things started. Mm-hmm. The way yeah, I want to get your um obviously your ratings and whatnot, but I want to talk about just a couple of details in this match because I thought Jericho at fifty three or so, still moving around so well. Yeah. Um, looks like he might have had fun on that cruise like he, yeah. he's he's not as like toned up as he was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but dude when he's uh, doing it, like the lion salt it's making me more oh. every time he does it i get more and more nervous dude because there's like a few more pounds on his body and a few, this you know, one was a few close more years. too did you dude, see i know it's a, listen every time he's done the lion salt his whole career i, I cringe a little bit but he's always nailed it but as he gets older and the weight is a little higher and his age is a little higher, it just always like it, he gets closer and closer to like barely getting over on that flip. And it makes me nervous. We all know Hayabusa. That's like yeah. the you the read my mind. Tragic, like, yeah, lion salt or what acai moons or whatever. I don't even yeah. know if that's a, is that an acai moon salt? Yeah, I think it was like, a yeah, it was an acai moon salt. Yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, but I, you read my mind. I had to explain that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch it just makes Sharon. me nervous. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think like, it just makes me nervous every time. And this one was close, but he he got enough under there. And mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, their chemistry, I mentioned that. And I just I feel like it's cool. Ricky Stark selling the ribs. This is from I don't know if it's from a while back. Remember, he had these ribs taped for a match like mm-hmm. two, maybe even a pay-per-view ago. So we're talking four months. It's an mm-hmm. ongoing thing. So Jericho worked over on the ribs. There was a lot of um, 
really cool like just uh different stuff that i've noticed like i can't remember ever seeing jericho do a death valley driver at least not yeah me. maybe yeah. you have no it's yeah rare. i don't know off the top yeah for sure it's not in definitely it's not in his repertoire that you normally see so no it's cool it's just not. cool to see him do stuff you know like and like i hear guys like disco or whoever go like criticizing him for like doing too much at his age or his stature and it's not but that's like Dude, he's just doing it because he can. You know what I mean? Like every time when he has like a crazy match, they like they criticize him for it. Like, why is he doing this? Why is he selling for these guys? Why is he bleeding for these dudes? You know what I mean? Especially when he was Ring of Honor champ. And they sort of like the guys just likes wrestling at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like he still likes to prove it to himself and to people. Like, look, I can still do this shit, you know, even if I'm 50 something years old. Is, is there a better 50 something year old wrestler? You know what I mean? Like there, and I, no. WWE has some older guys, and but like Jericho still feels like he's pulling out some bangers with some of these guys. Oh, and especially I, like, that Ring of Honor run uh, was dude, really especially nice. that Ring of Honor, and like that Ishii match where like I feel like Ishii hasn't been. Yeah, in a you match. love that match, yeah. I I feel like he hasn't been in a good match like that in so long, and people still love him. I thought Ishii was kind of just washed, and then Jericho pulled a great one out of him. You know, so it's just like yeah. got to give the guy credit. It's interesting. I'm I I know Disco. He likes to you know nitpick, but um, I didn't see any of the ratings on these matches from you know fans on the internet or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So you'll have to fill me in on what they loved and didn't love, and we'll compare what we loved and didn't love. Um, with this one, I feel like it was as like we're going to talk about match placement, and to put this first, I feel like you can't if you just could judge it by an opener on a pay per view. I don't know mm -hmm. how much better you get like an opener mm -hmm. on a pay-per-view unless you fill it up with like a ladder match or high spots mm -hmm. or something like that. But for this one, um, you know, without kind of spoiling the finish, I feel like Starks and Jericho, they traded some false finishes. Eventually Starks did hit the spear. Uh, he got, the, it was crazy. Cause he was, he was blocking the Judas effect. He was showing some strength. Ricky Starks mm -hmm. looks like he's kind of becoming a little bit more, uh, like bulkier even yeah, yeah, some strength shown by him. He doesn't look, you know how he's like sometimes um, drastically smaller than some of his yeah. opponents. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't, yeah. it's not as jarring to me lately. Yeah. 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 And it might also be the guys he's rolling around with. Cause you see, it's like Sammy, it's Daniel Garcia True. and it's Jericho. You know what I mean? So it's like, that helps. Obviously he, when he, when you saw him standing next to Hobbs every week, it was just like, wow, this guy's not that big at all, you know, right. but, that probably helps, but like you know, I think he's doing the right stuff. I, obviously, he works hard. He looks great. Um, and like I wanted to say, like about Jericho, like uh, damn, well, do you feel well? Do, do you feel like with Starks? Do you feel like because I spoiled the ending here? You mentioned Garcia and Sammy. I think they tried to come out and foil it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but do you Sammy did? Yeah, just Sammy. Okay, that's right. Do you feel like this was um? the biggest win of Stark's career that you can um, remember? Or did it feel like that when it was over? It felt like, I don't, it's hard, it's hard for me to say if it was his biggest or not, but it's really, it has to be right up there because of the nature in which he won, right? He won clean in the middle of the ring, you know, with, with Jericho Chia when like, and that was something we said, like Jericho can't win this match. That would have been one thing as big of a Jericho guy I am. That would have been one thing where I'm like, that's a bad move, you know, because he gets a lot of yes. criticism for, putting himself in a feud with the hottest guy or a hot guy and then kind of cooling them off. And, and people mm -hmm. think Jericho doesn't get these guys over. And I disagree with that typically, but that was the right move. And when he hit him with the bat, I was like, Oh no, Jericho's going to steal this win. You know what I mean? I was like, Oh, I don't know about that, but that's not how it went. Um, 
It was a great false finish with that one, believe it or not. They had a bunch of false finishes that were good, too, because Jericho countered the spear into the Judas effect, or not the Judas effect, to the code breaker, which I thought Mm -hmm. was a cool little moment, like a cool reversal when Ricky Starks Starks blocked the uh, the, the Judas Judas effect. Yeah. Yeah. With, you know, it was kind of funny looking the way he just was like, right. And blocked them. I didn't know what happened. Yeah, exactly. But did you feel like the crowd was a little split on this one or was it for you? Because it, I couldn't tell on my, my audio. I felt like I didn't, a lot you know, of love I didn't for Jericho. Catch that. Yeah, I didn't catch okay. that. I thought I thought Ricky got the right, you know, kind Team of Ricky. applause. Yeah, so I don't know. But like, you know, there's always going to be Jericho fans. They sing his music still. Exactly. You know, so it's like it's he's Jericho. He's one. He's becoming one of those guys. Even when he's a bad guy, he's still going to get a certain amount of cheer. Right. So, yeah. But well, let's talk about made the let, right move. Yeah, I, that's so. exactly right. And that's what I was going to say. I feel like it was the right move. And I wanted to ask you where we go from here with each guy in your opinion and wrap it up with your rating on this opener. Yeah. I'm, you know, with Jericho, I don't know because mm-hmm. I feel like he's in this place where he can kind of do whatever he wants. So, you know, what is he going to do? I don't, I think this loss obviously keeps him away from kind of any kind of main event type of situation, which is, I think is the right thing. What him and his crew do. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm down. That's what I, I, I feel like I'm going to be saying that a lot after these matches because it felt like there was a lot of closure in, in like the feuds and the matches that we saw this pay-per-view, but like typically maybe they lead into something else. And I feel like with this pay-per-view deck, it was just closure on most of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And we got to tune into dynamite. Like I'm really genuinely curious about where they're headed with so many of these guys, Ricky Starks. That's a huge win. That's a huge singles win. He was just in a feud with the champion and he was doing well against the champion, you know? So it's like, doesn't that put him right back into that mm-hmm. kind of equation? Um, you know, without spoiling anything, but the winner of Moxley Hangman, right? They're two of the top guys. They would also be in that, you know, world title equation. We have Adam mm-hmm. Cole coming back. He seems like mm-hmm. they have him lined up for that main event kind of space. So like, there's a lot of question marks, you know, with guys after this. And I think Ricky Starks, though, should be, you know, wh- I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, get it. Whoever also, like, are the top guys ending the show, I think Ricky Starks should probably be in a program of one of these top two or three contenders to determine, like, the next guy for MJF, you know, and start a real yeah. program, you know. Keep them leveled up after such a big time a win. Big what win. you have this, it is. Yeah, what was your rating on this? I gave it, I do five stars. I gave it three stars out of five. Okay. It didn't right. knock my socks off. I thought it was above average. You know, I thought it was a very good mm-hmm. match. I'd watch it again, no problem. You know, but like I said, I thought it was it was good. Not great, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll say real quick for me, I don't know about you. I I was listening to MJF on the, the media thing after, and he was saying, like, he doesn't do dream matches. That's not why mm-hmm. he's here. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, it's, it's actually funny what he was talking about, but, um, same thing with me. Like I'm into dream feuds or dream like scenarios. I want to see some like stories and then the match obviously is, you know, the payoff will be great. But do you have any dream matches before I get my rating left for Jericho at this point in his career hmm, or even Jericho. dream feuds, like anything? Like, do you want to see him want someone specific uh, lock up with him that you never saw or. I guess like. It doesn't make sense and i'm not even sure that jericho would want to because i feel like he's talked mentioned not wanting to do this but like give me 
like a Christian and his crew versus Jericho and his crew type of situation, you know, especially if we get into that, because I just like both of those guys. Obviously what they do will be very good. And they have younger guys around them, you know, that can also be elevated by this same sort of storyline. I don't know how it makes sense. They've both been heels, gnarly ones at that. So it's sort of like, I don't, I don't know really how you make it happen. But for me, because like Jericho's done it all. Christian's done it all. You know, we talk about Edge, how, how he's done it all. It's sort of like, it's no offense to these guys, but it's sort of like, it's a weird spot. I know you would love Christian to win the world title, but I've never been. Yeah, we'll like, I, I've, yeah I've, I've never felt like he needed to, you know, it's like I like him in the role of elevating guys, you know, his age and stuff. So I don't I know. Like something like that. scenario, though, cool. somehow to get them yeah. um, on the same screen together. Yeah, exactly. I think I probably, I mean, even if it's allies, but that's, that's, yeah, you know, I mean, what you're aiming yeah. with that. Yeah, exactly. I think that's less likely because of his crew. I don't think see Jericho. Mm-hmm. I don't see Christian in the Jericho Appreciation Society, but uh, no, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I would still like to see them interact. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I thought same as you, the show, uh, the match to start the show, really strong, very much above average. I had it as a 5.7 out of 10. Okay, so yeah. almost three stars, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to go that way. And it's just about placement on the card. If you would have put this, you know, second to top, we probably would have been like, eh. Yeah. I feel like it really got the crowd invested and mm-hmm. it felt like closure. I'm just going to yeah. say, I hope. It is, but mm-hmm. I don't know, right? Because you yeah. have Ricky Starks and maybe Daniel Garcia or Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like a sidestep in a sort of like a lateral move? Yes. It but... would to me. If you go to Sammy mm-hmm. Guevara and, you know, I'm a little bit of a Sammy hater, but just in the stature of him on the shows, you know, in the hierarchy of that television show, Jericho's a bigger win over than he got Sammy the biggest Go- win than a, out of yeah, the group, than a right? Sammy Guevara. Yeah. It's like, to me that has, you have to be done with the Jericho appreciation society Yeah, for Ricky stars. They got, those guys could do other stuff. They have a young crew action and dready. Like you want Sammy feuding with somebody action and dready. He came out, he interfered. He, he prevented Sammy from doing anything. Okay. Let that be a little mini feud or whatever. I don't know if that puts asses in seats as they mm-hmm. say, but, uh, <laughs> but, but whatever, you know what I mean? Like get, get Ricky Starks on the bigger and better things. How would you feel about Starks versus Swerve? Um, I don't know. I think that does more for Swerve than it does for Starks personally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just at the, where they're at currently, I think that could be something. I think that's one for the future, you know, with okay. Swerve. I, I, I just don't think Swerve is at that point yet. You see him building his crew and his, you know, his resume. His mogul. Within, yeah, exactly. The mogul <laughs> um, and his resume within the company. So, like, I think he'll get there. You know, I'm not discounting mm-hmm. Swerve. But uh, for Ricky Starks, to me, Ricky Starks is like, like Swerve was just a tag team guy. And now he's just venturing out where Ricky Starks started that journey a little bit before, you know, and he's had, he's yeah. racked up some bigger wins and he fought the champion. You know what I mean? Like that type of thing. So I feel That's like for, for Ricky Starks, that wouldn't be the greatest next step. It could be interesting, but I would I would hold off for now. Okay. Well, let's go into the next match. And this is Jack Perry, Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Christian Cage. I really enjoyed the build. Mm-hmm. Um, I really I enjoyed the return. Christian came back. This has been a long time coming. Uh if you yeah. if anyone remembers, they had a match a while ago at the last pay-per-view. I believe it was full gear. And Christian had injured himself right before that show so it was not a match really it was just him pinning so anyways um they got to have their actual match here and i don't know about you 
but I didn't realize this was actually a casket match until it started. Yeah, Did dude. you know that? No. <laughs> and like I saw like literally the day of the pay-per-view looking at the car, I saw final burial or whatever they called it. Right. Final burial. Yeah. The final burial. And mm -hmm. uh, I saw that and I just thought, okay, you know what I mean? Like, okay, like they're really, somebody's going to die in this match. It's going to be the, <laughs> the end. You know, I didn't think anything of it. And then when I saw the casket, I was like, wait a second, is this a casket? And then I saw the dirt around them and I was like, is it buried alive? Is it a casket? And then I guess it was kind of both. Kind of both. You know? Yeah, kind of like a combo of both. You got to put them in and then bury them, even though he didn't have to dig. Like, I remember guys, you know, you remember Exactly guys. right. You don't have to dig the man's grave. You got to dig it, but, you know. Um, they combined both the, the, the uh, casket mm -hmm. match and the buried alive. And I was trying to say, because, of course, my instinct is to rank stuff right after. And I'm like, damn, like, this is one of the better buried alive matches. Or wait, this is one of the better casket matches. Casket matches, yeah. So we'll call it a casket match for the yeah, hell I of guess it. so. Yeah, I think um, it's more casket match than anything, yeah. Right. There's no digging going on. But um, <laughs> right off the bat, I thought Jungle Boy Jack coming out, the jeans. You made an HBK comparison like two years ago. You were like, mm -hmm. ah, he's not he's not that much smaller than Sean. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking right. Yeah. But he's um he's starting to bulk up, fill out like he looks mm -hmm. big. And I was getting some HBK vibes. I, was, I thought he was he was here for the fight. Yeah, Christian sure. coming out with the uh the, the black sleeveless turtleneck, mm -hmm. and um they were kind of ripping on him in the commentary. I thought it was funny. I just I gotta say, man, I I don't want to spoil the end of this match, but they have great chemistry. Once again, yeah. back to chemistry. How did you feel about the back and forth with these guys? And as far as Christian, tr clearly trying to make a star out of Jungle Boy Jack, yeah. and do you think yeah. he's succeeding? I I think he's I think he's done about it all he could do, you know, with mm -hmm. Jungle Boy. I think Jungle Boy now is gonna have to, you know, take that ball and keep going with it on his own. I think Christian got a lot of him right. Cause what was Jungle Boy's uh biggest like flaw? Like he couldn't talk, you know what I mean? Yes. I guess like cause his matches were always kind of fun since day one. Um, like you said, he's bulking up, he's sort of getting his body and in, in, like into man shape. Um, and the matches are fun. So it's like talking, we'll see if he gets there. And the promos he was getting, Christian was getting out of him with this feud. And it, it felt like a blood feud. You know, we talked about that return from Christian when Jungle Boy just came running out of the back and attacking mm -hmm. him. And it felt like this felt real, you know, but he hesitated and he got himself murked, you know, and it led to this match. I just thought Christian got, he he leveled Jungle Boy up and which is what you want to see, right? Like, which I guess is a lot of the criticism of Jericho. Sometimes guys don't necessarily yeah. feel level up when they're done. I do feel like Jungle Boy has leveled up. We're genuinely going to find out where he's at now that he's not going to have that crutch of Christian Cage, you know, being his uh, foil, you know, and like, we'll mm -hmm. see what he can do with somebody who's less talented because most likely whoever he deals with next is not going to be at Christian's level, right? They just kind of, unless it's like another level or whatever, yeah. right? Most likely, no offense to the guy, they could be great. They could be next to future, but most likely you're not going to be Christian's level. So we're going to see if Jungle Boy can carry somebody in a story, can just bounce off another guy story storyline-wise. We're going you know, to find all this out. But I think Christian, you couldn't ask for more from him, you know, especially with the injury. I mean, Even John Petrick mentioned in the comment, he left like, you know, Christian's injury kind of slowed that story down, obviously, because it was such a it was a pretty rough injury for him. You know what I mean? And it was a few four or five month delay on what on a conclusion, three or four month delay mm -hmm. on a conclusion that we would have had. But, you know, even still, Jared, with this match, I thought it was a very good match. 
Um, just below great for me this match because I was very into it. I thought give them five more minutes so that a little bit more of the drama, the you know, the thickness of that drama play out. I probably would have took it to another level. But that said, still thought it was good. Still thought it was violent. This was yeah, a I want to. This was a I, very I, violent show. So I want to bring out the violence. It was some violence uh, matches within the show, but this one I, I had to write like believable violence because they yeah. they didn't look like they were taking too much time to like set up a a spot or you know pl- you know set up a weapon or anything like that. They were come they were going at each other hard and right in front of the family, Jungle Boy's family. Mm-hmm. There always mm-hmm. makes for a good effect. Uh, what you said is is truth though. It's like Christian did all he could. He literally sort of. And figuratively, like held Jungle Boy's hand through mm-hmm. this feud yeah. and gave him the best feud of his career, I would say, um, yeah. up to this point, at least singles feud. And um, it was a blood feud, if you want to call it that. That's that term mm-hmm. is, is accurate here. And uh, as you saw, Christian, he got busted open hard way for sure. Because I don't oh, really yeah. think. Oh, I think that was the headbutt. Remember, it was... he had him against the stairs and he headbutt him. Because like immediately yes. after that, my roommate pointed that out. And he was like, I think it was a headbutt. Because the way he was cut to, like if you watch enough boxing or MMA, it was one of those jagged cuts along the floor. And I was like, oh. I was like, that was the hard way. No doubt about it. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. a blade job. That shit was nasty. And then Christian immediately after that threw Jungle Boy on the steps all rough, you know, oh. and was beating him with the belt brutally. You know, and I think it was a little cuff. He was giving back a receipt, you know, something like that. Yeah. But, but Christian I think was getting real heat though. Like, yeah, for ex- real, you for know real. what I mean? And I think Jungle Boy, like I said, it was a receipt, but I think kind of planned, right? I think Christian tells him, look, this is a blood feud. This is ending the biggest story of your life, the most personal story you've ever been in. So dig it in a little bit, lay him in, yes. you know, and the headbutt, you know, maybe didn't intend to break his face open, but that was the match, you know, it was, it was a hard hitting match, both guys. Yeah. So I think, uh, that's what, I think that was, that made it cool. It made it feel real. Yeah. I think you're on the money with that. Christian probably telling him, lay it in, don't hold back. I liked the, the, you know, Christian blowing a kiss to, you know, Jack Perry's sister front row, just yeah, yeah. He- healing it up. Um, I just wonder, man, now that we're, so let's get to kind of um, towards the end. They fought up the ramp. Like we said, it's sort of a very live cage match hybrid or casket match hybrid. There was a point where they were ramming each other's heads into that casket. And um, you know how oh, oh, guys, yeah. you know where I'm going with it. Yeah, yeah. Jack did not protect his health. Like, dude, self. it's like, put your hands down, bro. Yeah. He went full Brutal. force. And mm-hmm. I just was like, man, you, they're going for it here. They're trying yeah. to tell this story. Like you said, this they're, they're wrapping it up. This was a father figure. And um, I feel like he, he being Christian made jungle boy into a man with this feud. It's up Mm -hmm. to him where he goes from here. I think you're right about that. We'll have to get into some ideas about um, where they go from here, but let's finish it up because there was the, like I said, fought towards the top of the, the ramp. There was the casket there. Each guy had the other in the, in the casket. At one point, there was some drama closing the lid that we have in these kind of matches. There was a point where Jack Perry had him in the actual casket after he beat him down, gave him a, a, a smooch on the forehead as I guess, mm-hmm. a you know, a goodbye kiss. Wish the camera got a little bit better of an angle of that, but it was like yeah. the goodbye kiss closed the lid. Christian then just kind of descended pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. The casket dropped. There was some magic in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Into the depths of, you know, yeah. wherever the Undertaker's dwelling. You know, we, uh, Undertaker um, through Muhammad Hassan. Christian is now. That's where joined, he's at. Joined them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hand in hand. But um, real like for me, right off the bat, I'm going to just lump 
it might be illegal, but I lump the feud and the match into one, and I'm just give this an eight out of ten. I oh, think wow, nice. I'm high on it because it was just exactly my kind of thing. Of course, it involved yeah. one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and I'm just really, really happy for Jack because I like him, and I think yeah. you know now I'm hopeful and I'm and I'm kind yeah. of optimistic that something mm-hmm. you know more will come out of this. But you do make a good point. Like the next guy won't be Christian. So yeah. give me your rating and tell me where you think they go from here. I gave the match uh, 3.75 out of 5, um, almost a 4, which would have been like your 8 out of 10. I I went, I thought about it long and hard. I was like, is this a four-star match to me? But I was like, I just couldn't give, like I said, give me five more minutes, a little bit more of, you know, exactly what they were doing, just a little bit more of it, a few more minutes, and I think I would have gotten there. But like when the ending did happen, it just kind of felt like, oh, okay, that was the ending. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I thought there was still another christian resurgence one more battle but like it right. wasn't so that's what keeps it from a four for me but like i did enjoy it i thought it was good where they go from here like i said i think i'm gonna be saying this a lot because we were talking last night even and i was just like dude i don't know you know what i mean like i don't know what's now we're gonna get it to more winners like and everything affects yes. everybody right like it's like that's true it starts in the main event he could be uh, moving forward is jungle boy in the main event or is the winner of mox hangman in the you know it's just there's so much shit that could go on especially also do you think the feud the, is done like for sure for sure yeah i think so you know i okay. think so you got luchasaurus um, lingering too right that's so yeah i wanted to ask you too because i just couldn't remember even last night i was like what happened to luchasaurus because i thought he was going to interfere at some point and like i could be I, wrong but i swear that um after the cage match with with uh jungle boy has he not been back or am i wrong I don't rem- like. I just don't recall seeing him, you know. So like, maybe this, he's just out because he got murked. I don't know. Because Jungle but... Boy tackled both of those, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mountains, right? He beat yeah. uh, Luchasaurus in the cage. Yeah. Now he'd be Christian. So that's got to be the end of it for mm-hmm. this whole yeah, I think story, so. right? Especially if you don't see Luchasaurus come out and interfere. Like if Christian wins, okay, now we're still right. We're moving on with this, but since he didn't, I feel like you move you move Jungle Boy on. Yeah, less, well, lesson learned for him, man. Yeah, I do want to say um, the variety of matches on this card is one of the reasons I think it was such a strong show. You had um, different kinds of matches, this being like, a you know, gimmick casket match mm-hmm. or whatever. Then we'll get into the next match, which is a trios match. But there's so many different kinds of matches, which really helped it. And there's not a lot of matches, which sometimes is, you know, less is more. Yeah. Um, let's go into this next match, trios titles. House of Black versus the Elite. Once again, build mm-hmm. not the best. It was kind of out of nowhere, but once again, doesn't really matter come game day because mm-hmm. on fire right off the bat. I just love this entrance for House of Black with the big flag. Dude, Super so cool. cool. Yeah, so cool. Very hardcore, like uh, like if, in the music scene, hardcore, even like some of these metal shows. It's like, obviously, Brody King is in a hardcore band. God's hate, and then Malachi Black's that, you know, crazy metal head, black metal, especially, which I'm also into like that type of music. So like these guys are right up my alley. And like that entrance, mm-hmm. when I see that banner hanging, it reminds me of being at like a hardcore show because it's just a black flag, essentially. Yep. You know what I mean? With their it's name. A black flag. Dude, I'm super, I'm into everything about the House of Black. You know that I've been high on them since the jump. Brody coming in, I was like, I'll give it, you know, give me all of that House of Black shit buddy matthews you know his name is terrible but i've always thought he was super good and i thought he had a lot of moments in this match to shine you know which i was happy for him because i'm like dude i think he's as good as anybody but he just lacks that 
maybe that it factor, you know, and also mm-hmm. the name is kind might of might be the name, just might yeah, be the name. Yeah, exactly. His name is brutal, so it's like doesn't do himself any favors with that. But like yeah. you said, this match, right? Like, oh, let's let's get moment. into the match in a minute. I do yeah. want to talk about, you know, obviously you have the elite entrance, which yeah, I'm a mark for. So <laughs> it felt like good versus evil here, you know, literally. Mm-hmm. They did such a good job depicting that, even with um with Julia Hart and her yeah. her get her uh, yeah. attire, she looked great coming out she's a big part of the act now and i actually think it completes the act yeah um me too it, or at least adds to it yeah. you know so you're also rooting i was interest. very i was very surprised by the crowd the crowd i was gonna ask because you're rooting yeah. interest and then the crowd's yeah. rooting interest yeah i was like all about house of black and obviously kenny omega and the young bucks are very popular but i thought what the crowd was kind of like all in for the elite which surprised me you know i was like but it's good right they're the faces i guess of the storyline like you know they were doing pro wrestling crowd shit which you know i can appreciate sometimes you know cheering the good guys and booing the bad guys but right. you know house of black were still getting plenty of cheers like within the match you know like respectable cheers because everybody likes those guys too it's mm-hmm. just you know you're just going against the top boys you know so it was cool and the, the match it was, was super th- cool it was cool. The visual of these six men, like standing, you know, face to face right off the bat is cool. But then as far as the action be impossible for us to break down the action in any kind oh, yeah. of young bucks elite match, but the yeah. knee strikes I had to circle because there were a lot of them and they were fast, furious, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of knee strikes. The crowd was very infest, invested. Um, I feel like I don't want to get too off track, but I want to ask you about this because um, I think this is his last match. He's calling on the show, but Jim Ross He's in the booth with Taz and um, mm. Excalibur to start the show. And I just don't, it's a little too fast of action for him. And and I'm not yeah. somebody that's going to like rag on Jim Ross because a lot mm-hmm. of people give him grief. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't love that because, yeah, you yeah. know, like he's, I up love there, JR. Man. Yeah, exactly. Like I love JR. I understand he's not in his A game anymore, but like you don't catch me talking shit on JR, you know, because he's my guy, you know, so. Mm-hmm. It's Especially you, to, yeah, it's your yeah, guy. It's, it's hard for me to shit on him too much, but, like, I hear what you're saying, you know, but I'm at the point with that AEW announced team that, like, I think Tony Schiavone's great, and I think Excalibur's great, and then I think there's JR and Taz and, like, mm-hmm. whoever else they have. So, like, they interchange them so much that I don't even, for my ears, it's sort of like you move one guy out and you insert Taz, you move uh, JR out and Shivani, you know, like, it's just, mm-hmm. it all kind of goes with what i think of as AEW's commentary team i'm just so used to it so like i don't even i tune jr out he's definitely not giving the iconic calls anymore you know like he right he had that call where you know like to call the girl the jezebel you know yeah yeah yeah, that's the and i'm thinking oh jr still here like he's doing the Mm -hmm. thing you know the the jr of uh, the attitude everything and it's just such like fast action and Mm -hmm. it's just non-stop and and wild um brad i I, want to point out um sorry i want to point out though which I didn't realize how much I was into it until I saw them standing across from each other was Kenny Omega and Malachi Black sort of like face off, you know what I mean? Yes. Like at one point they squared off and I said it out loud. I was like, oh man, I was like, this is kind of like a dream match for people. And I think Taz, I think said it like immediately after me. It was like, this is a dream or Excalibur. This is the dream match, you know? And it's like, I've been high on Malachi Black since he was Alistair Black, you know? And like, mm-hmm. um, I'm did you like Tommy like, End? Did you know about Tommy? End? I didn't. I was. I was not aware of him as Tommy End. You okay. know, I wasn't. I wasn't in the scene at that point. But um, I was. He had a shoot fight, least. quote unquote, with like mm-hmm. Danielson a long time ago, and I remember yeah. watching it, and mm-hmm. I was like, uh, you know, and he was a very, very, you know, basic looking dude. He wasn't all tatted yeah. up yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as much at least. But um, yeah, he's grown on me a lot as far as dream matches. 
that one, you know, we'll get to the end and all, but in a trios and in a trio, sometimes they forget they have a singles career, right? And it would be nice yeah. while they're holding these titles for Malachi to still have a singles match every now and again because he yeah. there are a lot of great, you know, opportunities mm-hmm. and matches mm-hmm. for him. And that's one for sure with Omega. Yeah. Yeah. That could main event well, a show. That could, you know what I mean? Like I, I, that's what I was saying last night. I was like, you, you, you market pay-per-view and the main event is Kenny Omega, uh, Malachi Black. I was like, I'm going, I'm tuning in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're taking my money with that matchup as the headliner. We talk about like the crazy big ones, like if Punk comes back or if, you know what I mean? Bumper, but like, do you have, you have plenty of matches that you can make that are still like super big matches, you know, for. With the current fans, roster. You know I mean? Yeah, exactly. So. The spot with uh, Brody King where he chokes the guy out on the apron. That, that's that's so cool, always right? like so jarring. He had, I yeah. think it was uh, Matt Jackson this time around, and it's like, yeah, very cool spot. Uh, some of the dragon suplexes at the end. Do you remember? I think it was um, it was Omega dragon suplexing Malachi, right? Mm-hmm. Very very like rapid and ones. The, yeah, and his cells were so good because it looks like, oh, these are killing this guy. I thought the selling was great from especially Malachi Black and Kenny Omega. Them two, obviously the Young Bucks are great. Everybody was doing their job. Everybody was doing their job. But like, yeah. I, there were so many moments of Kenny Omega selling, you know, Malachi Black's kick or Malachi Black selling those dragon suplexes, like we were saying and stuff. It was just like, it just was like, oh man, for like a, for a match that was really very spot festy. You know what I mean? Like, if we're being honest, thankfully these guys are so good, especially the Young Bucks. I want to point out with like the storytelling aspects, like the psychology, like within the match. I thought like they were really like keeping that going story-wise and like i was just oh super impressed by everybody like i I don't think that match could be better um like you said it was like one of those situations the build wasn't great but they're like obviously these guys you know you turn the lights on them and they're gonna they're gonna gonna shine so there's not a lot of margin for error in um the elites matches usually yeah uh Mm -hmm. the way they work and i've just come to accept what they do i don't even bitch yeah. about it anymore i don't even try to like dissect it and cry about it but i feel like um when you get them in a trios match you know what you're gonna get this yeah. had the nice good amount of like variety though because um brody king that's so cool having a guy like him in this match because you got the power guy yeah. the big man you know and he had uh so towards the end real quick i'll just finish it up because there were some close calls julia hart was on the apron mm-hmm. I think it was um it was the duck Omega was gonna hit Malachi Malachi ducked I think Julia got hard laid out was she laid out by mm-hmm. Mal- Malachi's uh kick or was it his own kick I think it was right was it I think his Malachi kick? tried to or actually was it a hit. was it a knee from Omega Yeah it might have been Omega's knee Yeah I'm, either I, way I Omega rem- shrugged it right yeah, off exactly. and he was just like whatever but he got caught uh so to finish it up house of black win new trios champions yeah. new trios champion crowd was on their fucked. feet for that though mm-hmm. even though they love the elite the finish was so exciting you know because i literally jumped out of my seat because there was me and a buddy here <laughs> we both were like house of black like we're really cheering for the house of black and we had these pick them sheets and i think we were to, we picked house of black the other two guys picked um the elite um so like we jumped out of our seats because there was the false finishes, you know, where it was like, damn, the elite are going to retain, you know, but it didn't happen. And then Kenny Omega and his face kicked off and then Brody King doing his, you know, it, it, there was just so much like action that I was like, I think we got new champions. I was like, yeah, you know, and like I popped for it, man. I was a very into the finish. I was very into the whole match. And 
it, yeah, it was shocking it. in a way. Like we kind of mm-hmm. predicted it. Um, yeah, we did. You definitely did. I did, you know, in my own yeah. way before the match, I was saying they're probably going to win it, but I still felt like shocked because the elite didn't have the super long run. And it's also like, yeah. um, but we did talk about if the house of black don't win, uh, better yeah, be careful. Yeah, yeah. You know, why were they in the match? Don't wait to yeah. lose. And they mm-hmm. clearly they're good enough right off the bat to, to, to win the titles. So they didn't even need a, uh, another try. They did it on the first try new champs and i've been the saying sequences um in the match though i real quick like they reminded me of you know an old you know like enter the dragon or yeah. you know one of the there's just so much action and mm-hmm. and if you love action movies if, yeah. if you love old shit like that um this this was for you for sure what were you gonna say though no i was just gonna say like like these guys like it that's the win they've so desperately needed you know like They've been beating up guys, and every time Malachi's been in a big match, he loses. You know, Brody King had a moment when he was doing that stuff with Darby when he choked Darby unconscious and was beating his ass everywhere, you know. But then that kind of went away, and then Malachi left for a little bit. And, like, we obviously been saying, like, they need something. You know, like, they can't just keep losing these. And instantly, with a match like that, and then they come out as the champions beating Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, it's sort of like, like, it establishes them as, like, top, tier like who's fucking with them you know what i mean because they're because they're, they're a unit yeah. and who can a beat championship them? unit yeah exactly you know what i mean and it's like and malachi black was going toe-to-toe with kenny omega who was maybe the best champion AEW's had so far you know so it's mm-hmm. just like it puts you at to me it was like the right thing to do and it puts them automatically in that spot where you're like you you were saying hopefully they still have single matches because yeah they're not gonna have these trios titles forever but i would like to see a dominant trios run now right we haven't had one yet the elite got right. it, got suspended, so they gave it to the Lucha Bros or uh, Death mm-hmm. Triangle, I should say. They lost it pretty quickly once the elite were back, and now the elite lost it pretty fast. So it's like, okay, let I don't, I don't, I don't need Malachi Black to be fighting for the title like next month, mm-hmm. but him having these belts and like a dominant reign with his crew should elevate him to that point, and I'm hoping that's yeah. what they do. Well, your boys, the Death Triangle, they had a 126 day run, which clearly came in the heels of the elites thing with um, yeah. Punk. So they were given the titles and ran with them. And honestly, usually had some of the best matches. Very, oh, yeah. I think it'll be one for the uh, for the record books of their little run because they mm-hmm. esta- they they genuinely established these titles. It was supposed yeah. to be the elite, but I think yeah. the Death tri- Triangle kind of established them. Mm-hmm. Um, and now with the House of Black as champs, I'm with you. I hope it's a long, long, long run. You think about trios that could uh, challenge them. And I was never super high on this these titles to be in with, but now that they're here, yeah. I like it. Um, you know, I think about the Blackpool Combat Club. Like, you don't know where oh, we'll yeah. go because we've already mm-hmm. talked about it. Uh, we don't want to spoil finishes, but Moxley might be freed up with uh, potentially mm-hmm. Danielson and and Yuta. Who knows? Um, but I, as far as them, I don't know who else can can mess with the House of Black, dude. And even Claudio too, because I know he's the ROH champion. But right, I, th- I think he could lose that belt to Eddie Kingston. I <laughs> do. They're like leaning that way, and it's like I think he could lose that belt to Eddie Kingston. So. I don't know, you know, like it's there's I don't love trios belts either, right? Like it's not I'm more traditional, I guess, when it comes to the titles. Like I don't need all these new gimmick titles or whatever, like three man teams or I don't know, whatever. I just I like a I like a mid card belt, I like a world title, I like tag team titles, you know, like I don't need too much more than that. Maybe if there's a second kind of mid title, I'm okay with that. But AEW is a company with so many trios teams. Like, even if you don't love yeah. them, right? Like, even if you don't love them, because the acclaimed could be in a trios team. 
with Billy Gunn. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the best friends are trios team. You know, we still have Death Triangle. We still have, mm -hmm. you know, you there's so Jericho many appreciation. There's, appreciation. there's so many options that are that would still be like, okay, I would tune in to watch that. You know, so that's a company that can take advantage of a trios title. And so far the shit's been cool, right? Like we said, Death Triangle is cool. The elite yeah, are obviously um, gonna be cool. And like now House of Black, I think are the coolest yet. So I think it's yeah, a let cool me get division. your let me get your rating on the match real quick so we okay. can um move on to the next match. But what was what I was you have this? Extremely high on this match. I gave heart and four, heart and mind. Which which heart and it? mind. Yeah, heart and mind. Um, I gave it four and a half stars out of five. I respect Lo it. Loved it. I was like, I, I loved respect it. it. I thought this was good. It, 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 was it so felt big, bro. Yeah, like it, it did. did. And then like the result I wanted, and like you, you know, they that popped, always helps. They, they popped me too because I was like, oh, it's not gonna happen. I don't like the way this is trending. And then they got it back and they win the stamps. I was out of my seat, so you know, <laughs> that doesn't happen all the time. Get you out right? of your seat. Exactly. Yeah. So. Four and a half stars out of five for me. I like it. Yeah. And we're obviously rating these matches as, as fans. Like we're, mm -hmm. we're, you know, we're going to obviously rate, rate with our hearts sometimes. Hence my, my last rating with the Christian match with this one. Mm -hmm. I'm actually not super far off. I had a 7.4 out of 10. Okay. And that's, that's for trios uh, matches in general. I'm never usually this high, but it felt yeah. very big. Um, it literally jumped off the screen at me. Some of this action. Mm -hmm. I was, um, you know, my head was spinning, but in a good way. And the variety yeah. of the contrast of styles. We talked about where they go from here. We'll find out. I think it was great. And once again, well laid out card. This is my kind of big compliment is um, just the way it's paced this show. Yeah. And this was another bring them high. And uh, for the next match, this was a triple threat, more variety, different kind of match. Now three way. We'll, we'll call it a three way dance here. Soraya versus Ruby Soho. Jamie Hader, women's world title, Jamie Hader being the champion. Uh, this build we were critical of, well, I was critical of because I don't really know exactly what, what exactly is going on. It's pretty clear to see, but I just feel like they didn't yeah. do the best job explaining it. Regardless, this is the match we have. Ruby's in the middle, and I will say the girls did not hold back. Clearly, mm -hmm. everybody got a memo pre-game. Mm -hmm. pre I think it was like Tony Khan must have said, it's WrestleMania season. Yeah. Let's not be forgotten. And yeah. everybody really brought it. You know, AEW can yeah. sometimes be a tiny bit sloppy mm -hmm. or at least like a little bit botchy or whatever. And um, I don't even like to harp on that shit, but everybody was very uh, tight tonight. Like they worked well, even these mm -hmm. girls and they didn't hold back. And I will even to the point where Soraya was getting dropped on her neck. And I just got to wonder, like some moves you don't need to do, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like you, yeah. you almost died in the ring with a neck injury. Maybe just cross anything landing on your neck, neck off, off the list. Yeah, I get it. But you know? that being said, I did think it was her best match since mm -hmm. she's returned. You know what I mean? Like I thought she looked the best. Like we were pretty critical of her last week, especially I me. Mean, maybe um, just saying like she's not there yet. You know what I mean? And maybe she's not that girl that can carry matches anymore. You know, and I, I'm not saying she can carry the matches after this, but. You see the her getting her feet, you know what I mean? Like the more matches she has, the more in ring time. It's just it's like anything, repetition, you know, you'll get there. And I thought this was her best match yet. Ruby Soho generally doesn't do much for me, but I <laughs> thought she played her role in this match well. You know, I'm a big Jamie Hayter fan. So I do you want to like Ruby more because you like her music or no? 
No, 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 no. I don't like that's that's like dad rock to me at this point too. Her music, like I don't really like her music. Okay, but uh, you know, like I respect it or whatever, but like don't really. And she seems like such a poser to me anyway mm-hmm. with within that scene. So like that's another thing about her. I was yeah. I wanna. I wish I did like her more. You know, like typically how she looks and like the style and all that would be like the person I'm kind of cheering for, but. She just doesn't do it for me. You know what I think it you is. You were rooting too, for like, Jamie Hader with this in this one. All all day. You know what I mean. Okay. All day. I would have understood Soraya, but um, I just my whole thing was I don't I, the momentum that Jamie Hader has. You know, like I don't feel like you need to disrupt that right now. It's like it right. was a very a very organic rise to the top, and it would feel premature. I get it. You want this crew to be something, you know, and Soraya obviously to be a leader and she's a big name, but I don't think a Jamie Hader's expense, it would have been a good idea. And we saw, you know, the match was solid. It didn't knock my socks off, but uh, I thought the girls like worked well and Jamie yeah. Hader, we, we want to get to the finish of it. Like Jamie. Hader. Yeah, real quick. Uh, well, I'll just say, uh, cause there was one spot where she, Jamie Hader suplexed both of these girls at one time. Yeah, she got yeah. some power. The mm-hmm. pop was legit for her as well. Jamie Hader's yeah. over with the crowd. And I wanted to point out my respect for Brit, Dr. Brit taking a step back and just yeah. like letting this whole because that's a necessary like it's necessary. You you yeah. can't be this division forever. So these girls are shining yeah. and um the DMD step back. I like that. I'm usually not a fan of triangle matches, triple threat, whatever you want to call them. This wasn't, you know, this wasn't the longest match. It clocked mm-hmm. in at 10 minutes, and you know, it's a lot to fit in in 10 minutes with three girls going at it, but um yeah, Jamie Hader did end up getting the win. The Soraya rust looked like it's falling off yeah. that you spoke about. Uh, I just, you know, my problem with it was the post-match. And let's see what you think. But basically, after the match, it was Soraya and um, Tony Storm were jumping mm-hmm. Jamie Hader. However it worked out, Ruby Soho ended up aligning with Soraya yeah. and uh, Tony Storm. Right, so they're mm-hmm. they're together now, and and like I guess it's just got to be looked at. Well, she's frustrated post match. It was maybe an impulsive decision because if it's like a plan, well, why didn't you girls just team up the whole match, right? Yeah, and like I see, I know what you're saying as well because like I get that it was sort of like because she helps her, then she does the double swerve, right, where she just oh right, she, she helped her first, she, yeah, she helped her first, and then she kicked her face off when she was yelling like this is my house or whatever, and she joined her girls right the mm-hmm. NWO. But um, but why I like it is because it didn't feel – I know what you're saying, like if they're going to do it the whole time, but I don't think that was the intention. I think the way the match ended is why she does it because there's times where like it felt like it was Jamie and Ruby against Soraya and Tony Storm on the outside, and then Jamie Hayter rolled up Ruby and like stole the win from her. You know, and mm-hmm. you, see Ru- you see Ruby Soho in the corner like, fuck. Like, she just did that shit to me. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, it's everybody for themselves, you know? And I think she just said, fuck it. You can't beat them, join them. So more of an impulsive decision. Yeah, yeah. That's how I took it, which I think. That's probably what it was. Because I was thinking there, yeah, the other thing wouldn't make sense at all, right? Obviously. In in a world of wrestling. But, um, yeah. for still predictable. You know, because we kind of right. were saying Ruby, Ruby joining the uh, WWE girls to be like these outsider types. You know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. did kind of predict that, and ultimately that's where they went. But uh, like I said, think I think of, it's do you think of Tony Storm is uh, a WWE girl? Like, I do. Okay. Not yeah, like not the way Paige was or Soraya. You know what I mean? Or even Ruby Soho. But I do think she has that like 
sent to her, you know, because she was so NXT yeah. to me, you know, and like mm-hmm. maybe the main card she didn't get the shine, maybe she deserved or whatever, but as her NXT stuff, she was very prominent. So I still think of her like in that space in my brain, you know. So okay, because she's yeah, which I guess she's one of the only other girls on the roster that's got that WWE the mm-hmm. WWE roots, except for maybe like Serena, but that was a long yeah, time ago. So um, long ago, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, the match ended. Um, like you said, Ruby Soho ended up aligning with Soraya and Tony Storm. That looks like the crew going forward. They'll be spray painting spray painting green yeah. L's on girls. I'm I'm curious to see where it goes because now at least it looks like they established what they wanted mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. now, right? With their uh mm-hmm. new group or new trio or whatever, new stable. Would you have this match rated? I gave this one two and a half stars out of five. Okay. Put it right there in the middle, average. But it's not bad. You know, like I just thought it is what it is. It's a trios match, or not a trios match, a triple threat. Um, you know, Ruby, she'll she going to do so much for me. Soraya, like we said, she's, you know, finally getting, you know, finding her place back in that ring, but, you know, not quite there. It wasn't like she looked so amazing. She just, is, she's right. looking better. And then Jamie Hayter, you know, she just, I think she tried hard and she did the best she could with these girls, you know, and, um, like I think I thought it was a solid match and it was a good come down match, but not a put you to sleep type of match, you know? So like the pacing was right. It's kind of the match you kind of type of match you need, you know, after something so crazy as that trios title match, you know? So I'm not mad at it. The grade is lower than some of these other things, but I thought it was just a solid defense for Jamie. And then, and yeah. it's an angle and they keep, they keep the angle going. So it's like, I'm happy. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I had three point nine out of ten. Didn't love it. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm, you know, I'm Team Soraya. I like. I'm pulling for Soraya. That's just my thing. Meaning, um, I don't. I didn't need her to win a title here or anything. I'm glad yeah, Jamie yeah. Hater has it, but I'm just hoping that she has a full circle comeback because I like her. I think uh, she does add to the division. And I remember when she debuted, you and like me and anybody was like, she adds value to this division. So mm-hmm. to jump right off the train and be like. She's trash. She doesn't belong mm-hmm. here. Like some of these fans mm-hmm. are just overreacted. I don't think it's fair. I think you got to let's, mm-hmm. let's see where this goes. You know, it was so um, long that she didn't wrestle that it was like, yeah. I was going to give her, you know, 10, 15 matches before I even really say she sucks right. or she's wild. What is this match? You know what I mean? Four or three? Yeah. Something you know? like that. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, you know, give her some time. You know, what got a lot of time is this next match, bro. And um, 24 minutes, 45 seconds. That's not a spoiler, but this is Texas death. This is John Moxley versus the hangman, Adam mm-hmm. page. I talked about this build, you know, not being enough for me until that go home show. And, and sometimes one promo is all it takes to really yeah. get me to that next level of hype. And John Moxley, him being one of my favorites of all time. First of all, that shit don't make any sense that he's one of my favorites of all time. When you look <laughs> at his crazy. style, yeah. I love the character. And we're we're gonna talk a lot about this match because I think there's a lot to talk about. And um this is the definition, I guess, of a blood feud, right? Because yeah, they've been I spilling mean, buckets. It was all the blood. I all the blood. We had like this pick'em sheet, and one of like the prop bets was who bleeds more. And like halfway through the match, was like, <laughs> how are we how are we even gonna determine who's bleeding more? You know what I mean? Like ultimately, <laughs> I guess we went with Moxley, but it was like, dude, it was such a bloodbath. It was like a shocking. I said mm. to you, I said. It's actually a shocking match. You know what I mean? Like, I know there's, right. these, death, there's these death match fans, though, that'll scoff at this type of match, you know, like as being shocking. Right. But, like, for television, you know what I mean? Like, American, televised, you know, it's a pay per view, but whatever. For mainstream pro wrestling, yeah. That match, that was a shocking match, you know, like, 
Dude, a hundred percent. I'm watching his fucking head. You see him blood squirt. Oh my gosh, that was Hank Moxley to Hangman. If you haven't watched, um, mm-hmm. just so gnarly. So everything was gnarly. Obviously, Moxley's gonna be a bloody mess. He and he was. Um, it was just crazy. Barbed wire. Barbed wire. Let's get to some people. of this. Yeah, there's so many weapons, so many things. So I'm watching Sharon. She's literally got to hide her eyes, and that's like <laughs> that's the effect you want from this stuff. Yeah, if yeah. you're doing this, if you're the wrestlers, right? Where do you stand on blood, like in wrestling, and like do you feel with the John Moxley thing? Because everybody, he's like becoming a meme, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. he's gonna Every bleed week. when you yeah, when yeah, you yeah. when the wind blows. But yeah, what do you exactly. think about like this amount, and where do you think it should be saved for? Only this because they bled a lot in going into this match. Into this, and yeah, yeah. What do you think? Like, are you good with it? I, I'm fine with it. I've, 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 I even feel like I've said it on the show before. Like, I look at blood from a fight perspective, you know, and it's mm-hmm. sort of like I could watch, you know, if you watch Nate Diaz fight, he bleeds every fight, mm-hmm. whether he gets hit, uh, hit, tagged up a lot or not, you know, because his face has that scar tissue and it, it just adds like a level of realism to me where it's like, listen, some guys are bleeders. You know what I mean? Like some guys, mm-hmm. you know, they they step foot in a ring and they're bleeding, you know? And like, that's not just John Moxley. I know wrestling fans want to act like John Moxley's overdoing it and that you keep the blood special or whatever. We were talking about this last night because my one friend Taylor, who you met, is a big WCW fan. He was like, yeah, I don't recall like a lot of blood in WCW. And it's like, yeah, you didn't. Reserved for mm-hmm. special guys, maybe flair. You know what I mean? Like certain dudes would bleed more than others, but you didn't see tons of blood in WCW. He's a big WCW mark. But that's old school, right? Like they they come from that more of old school mentality where like you kept the blood for special occasions. But like it, I watched Puerto Rican wrestling, where it was a fucking massacre every night. You know what I mean? So yeah, we mentioned like, Carlos Colon earlier. He bled. Yeah, in yeah, every Carlos Colon exactly. Fight. Yeah, every fight, Abdullah the Butcher, every match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like certain, and even Ric Flair, even Dustin. Yeah, mm-hmm. Early in their days. heyday. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, to me. I don't have a problem with it. I could see why it will, it uh, the effect kind of like, you know, dissipates when you see Moxley every week and he's bloody mess. Every, and then at this mm-hmm. pay-per-view, but I think he does a good job of leveling up his matches come pay-per-view time too, because I never feel like, well, everything building up to the pay-per-view was better than his pay-per-view match. It still is like at the pay-per-view, he has a banger and I'm like, God damn, it was another banger you know good match even though there was mm-hmm. more blood more it doesn't affect me i look at it like i watch a fight sometimes guys bleed all over the place you know and it's like that's just how yeah i care i i'm not so old school with the blood that was it and i grew up uh, watching ecw and shit you know what i mean so it's sort of like exactly uh, yeah, we're, we're desensitized to it in some way but then there was a while there because we didn't have AEW, and i was mm-hmm. not um like i had a phase when i was 19 years old where i would watch czw because i was curious yeah. mm-hmm. and i had friends that worked there and i was like sort of um okay with watching it like it didn't yeah, yeah. bother me but yeah, then there's yeah. that long period where you're watching wwe or you're just out of not even watch wrestling yeah. and then you forget that oh you know there's buckets that that you know are bled some matches in some of these mm-hmm. indie shows and shit like that um let's talk about this match real quick though because there were <laughs> a lot of weapons barbed wire barbed wire knuckles uh mm-hmm. for for john moxley at one point wrapping it around the wrist or i think it was hangman but even that was jarring mm-hmm. um hangman wrapped it around the, his body wrapped it around his body <laughs> did the moonsault yeah wrapped in the barbed wire around his body um abdul the butcher for you know fork spot and the mm-hmm. scars to the scars to come for Hangman. Hopefully not, but if if that's one way to get him, 
Dude, you was getting stabbed in the head until blood came out. You know what I mean? Like we could talk about worked, you know, weapons and all this type of shit, but you literally were watching him get stabbed and you saw blood start squirting from his fucking forehead. You know, <laughs> so it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it, you know shocking. Like I said, yeah, absolutely brutal in, in in ways that made me feel uncomfortable. And yeah, I guess that's but the effect. This is a Texas death match, right? Like somebody's right. meant to die at the end of this shit. In theory, right? And it's sort of like, this is what I expect. You know, it's like, it's kind of crazy to see so many like blood feuds like in one show. I, which is why I give them credit for this show because like it didn't feel like overkill to me. It's definitely one of the more gnarly shows you'll get out of AEW, but this match was a banger and they still told a story, you know? And I thought they did a really good job too of um, setting up spots and letting you forget about it because there was so much drama happening. And then you see Moxie go flying off something. You're like, where's he going to fall? And you're like, oh, it's through a barbed wire fucking table that they set up 15 minutes ago. You know, and like that happened a couple of times where you're just like, oh, I don't even know what he's going to land on. And, you know, I thought they just did a real good job of like hiding their spots, like, you know, teasing spots, teasing violent shit, doing extremely violent stuff, bloodbath, but it still felt like personal it didn't feel like for no it didn't feel barbaric it just felt like these guys are they're reaching a conclusion one way or another i yeah i this is another match that i i, I loved it i actually loved it we were high going into it like in terms of the match we knew this was going to be one of those bangers i think even mortis and our comments said maybe this would be his most anticipated match or he thought this was gonna be the best match mm-hmm. like i thought it. i you know on going into it if you would have put a gun to my head i would have said this will be the best match you know and uh I think it shows how good the card is that I don't have it as my best match even, but mm. you know what I mean? But I still think it was super good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I thought the, I thought the ending was cool, but I didn't love how they got to it with Moxley wrapping the chains around himself. You know right. What I mean? like he, right. He wrapped the chains around himself and then he ends up, you know, if we fast forward to the end a little bit, he ends up getting mm-hmm. hung by the chain, by the hangman, you know, the hangman hangs a man to win the match. And, uh, I thought yeah. it was a cool visual, a cool spot, and it was like you, it, it took that kind of extreme move to finally get Moxley to tap, which I thought was a cool moment because he tapped like kind of right away, you know, which made it feel like even more legit. Because like, dude, you're getting choked out by a chain, you're being hung, not boss yeah. man style, where it's like by your collar, you're being hung by these chains. Yeah, it was that was uh, his eyes were bulging, you know, <laughs> like yeah. it was. It was really uh, wild to see. I wanted to, yeah, do a little bit more detail in the match because I wanted to say, you know, uh, I skipped over it. Hangman coming out to different song. It was, yeah. uh, it was epic entrance. Was, yeah, for epic sure. Epic entrance. Ghost Riders from the Outlaws. Old school song. And I thought it was, um, he was here for, look, he's been knocked out by Moxley. Legit. We watched it. We thought his mm-hmm. career might be in jeopardy. Yeah. Then they did the worked version of him knocking Moxley out. There was a mm-hmm. lot of stuff in between. Moxley um, was gone for a couple of weeks, and Hangman was talking to Renee. Mm-hmm. We didn't know, you know, if if he had it in him to get this violent again. Because we, I used to like I watched Hangman in ROH, one of the last you know indie shows I probably went to in like 2015 or 14 or something like that. And um, he wasn't scared to get violent ever. I feel mm-hmm. like he looks like a pretty boy, but yeah. he he can take a beating and dish it out mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm very impressed with his uh, durability and I hope he's around a while because this is some, this is some violent, violent shit. Uh, and I think I mm-hmm. like the idea of violence, but like when you yeah, actually when you watch it, it, yeah, it's a little yeah, too sadistic 
at times. Yeah, it, I like it, you know, my I get fake it. fighting sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I then again, that. I remember yeah. um, there was a BJ Penn match that my I, remember, I don't know what who we was fighting. One of the earlier UFCs when he licked and his, was, the blood off. Yeah, he licked yes. the blood off his fucking. Yeah, who was that? I think that may have been um, Joe Stevenson. Maybe okay. I feel like he beat. Yeah, the you shit might out be right, Joe Stevenson. Yeah, you um, might be right, but you know. That was like a Still, bloody no. gory because I was watching mm-hmm. UFC back then, and um, I was like, "Damn, I think I like the idea of all this." But when I watch it, so anyway, I had to get my stomach ready for this match, and I think I was overall kind of ready. But there was, um, depending on what you like, I feel mm-hmm. like this show definitely had something for everyone, right? Because you had the bloodthirsty animals that were here for this, uh, and you mm-hmm. loved it. And we'll we'll get to the ratings in a moment, but I do want to just point out a couple more little things. The you sick. Uh, you say yeah, fuck, chance. fuck like, chance they throughout were the whole match too the like, there's so many moments where they're you say fuck you say fuck <laughs> they're showering with those chants the hand between the bricks and stomping the bricks oh yeah 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 that was good that was Rough good I, I liked when moxley first he grabbed the bricks and put them under really quick remember and he did the curve mm-hmm. stomp to him really fast like i thought that was like cool moment and then like you said with the hands the fingers it was like oh just like here's where i'm gonna have a um, sadistic stuff sadistic but here's where i'm gonna have a question for you because like this is me being a contrarian but like if you try to make sense in some of these wrestling shit like if you're gonna grab bricks why don't you just grab the brick smash the dude in the head why are you gonna lay it on the floor for you to like do a wrestling move to him yeah nitpicking but um do you feel like some of this stuff like because this some of the shit would end careers but it's just a spot and a match so how will we go on we're just gonna like wrestling fans have short term memory, right? Like yeah, you yeah. gotta just forget that you saw this. Yeah, because exactly. And like, I, th- thankfully, that's how my brain works because <laughs> I forget. <laughs> so I forget so much immediately that I'm like, oh man, this is cool. But no, like I get what you're saying, but like, yeah, I just think that's that's a that's nitpick. Part of it. Listen, because if you've been to one death match, like, listen, you went to CZW, so you went to mm-hmm. one CZW show. None of this shit should ever affect you, but it does, right? Because by the time right. you get to it, and like these guys tell a different kind of story, and it's not just violence for violence' sake, you know, mm-hmm. they they bring they pull you back in. You know, if this was like two jabronis if this was sean spears and somebody else having some kind of violent match like that we would not care as much because they're not as good storytellers as these two are you know they're not as i want to compare this to a match back in the day that we reviewed um in a minute but i want to ask you and i won't forget but i want to ask you really quick because the terry funk influence on moxley is is clear i mean he Mm -hmm. wants to be the modern day funk which i like uh but i guess this is how like he wants his legacy to be like remember because remember like dean ambrose was just a shield guy mm-hmm. and um didn't get to be the guy he was before because i remember yeah. seeing him he was he was a uh, fucking loose cannon but like do you think moxley is going like i don't know how to say it because i mentioned a meme it's like a joke do you think that him do you think he needs to tone it down with the blood or is he just cool with it like it's who he is now I think it's who he is now. I think in his heart, like we, he came from CZW, you know, mm-hmm. he, he loves guys like Funk, like Onita. You know what I mean? Like these types of guys that I feel like, wait, if you wanted to be a pro wrestler the last 20 years and like really make a living of it, you had to turn into a WWE person. You know what I mean? Like you had to find your lane to get to that spot. And, mm-hmm. you know, 
be like sort of status quo over there or you're, not, you're just not going to work you're going to be this indie jobber right and but he's mm-hmm. done it all he was able to collect that money he came to AEW. he was able to be like a top guy here even though his matches were violent it seems like they've reached a different level of violence and totally. i think now he's i think now he's in this stage where it's like listen i'm just doing whatever the fuck i want to do you know what i mean and it's like and I, I respect that you know and i don't mm-hmm. see moxley it sounds crazy because we're talking about Onita and Funk and stuff, but like I don't see Moxley wrestling until he's you know fifty five, like those guys were. You know what I mean? Like I don't because see of him. like the injuries or because he wouldn't want to. I think because he wouldn't want to. I think he's that's why he's doing it. You know, he what I mean? says like, that I, he wants to. Like just real quick, I've heard him say in interviews he wants to be like a sixty five year old man, like yeah. dying in a, in a gym in a basketball gym. He says I that get, shit now. I, I get I that, know. yeah, but like I think we know who his wife is. He has a kid. You know what I mean? Like all these things. It's sort of like as much as Moxley wants to be that guy, I think he does like love his wife and kids. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. like this is obviously going to a taxing style. So I think he's sort of like, let me just do this. He's going to do it until the wheels fall off. Mm -hmm. His body's not going to hold up the way other guys' bodies will, right? Because you just can't take that kind of beating. You know, talking about those old legends like we have, even though they lasted a long time, Funker especially. You know the the wear and tear on your body, it, it's gonna catch up to you eventually, and I think that's why he's mm-hmm. going hard because he's like, listen, I'm in this for a good time, not a long time, necessarily. I, I'm sure he'll want to do it as long as he could, but I think he's not a dummy, you know. So, right. What do you think? Um, and it's funny because, like I said, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. It's 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 not his style of uh, matches. It's just his character. It's always appealed to me. But I just think too much of this kind of thing, it might end up because i'm desensitized but it's like as i get older i don't know man um like i used to think owen hart kicking brett's leg out of his leg was a big moment or even batista with a thumbs down was enough to move a crowd Mm -hmm. like maybe um this is too not too much i guess because it's not it's still getting pops it's still getting reactions Mm -hmm. people are still invested it's like, but if you fully desensitize a crowd, um, and I wanted to bring up this match that I just remembered, but remember we reviewed Tully and Magnum from Starcade yeah. 85. I, I knew that's match. what you were gonna say. Yeah, when you okay. said I have a match, I thought that match in my head. So okay, yeah. And it's like there's some there's some real brutality in that one, uh, maybe even more so than this, believe it or not. Yeah, would you say like because it's like feels more real or something? Yeah, because that feels like a fight. Where this still felt like there were spots, you know what I mean? Like this felt they like were rolling almost, around in Stark. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Trying to like, kill exactly. each other. Yeah, it was like a, a actual fight. You know, it was like a work shoot. You know what I mean, or whatever. Yeah. Say. But like this felt like still spots, right? There's uh, there's uh, there's spots set up around the ring. There's barbed wire in the corner. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all this type of thing. So different you know where that one felt just like a, a like a actual blood feud like i'm just we're locked in here and one one mm-hmm. of them, you know it's not ending till one of us leaves where this was similar but still spotty so i, I look at this as more of like a wrestling match still, you know what i mean like wrestling mm-hmm. like, still to it where that mm-hmm. one was just straight fucking brutality but like there was this, a, there was a, a story brutality. though there was a story yeah, within exactly. like this shock value if you want to call yeah. it shock value for the sake of it which i don't agree with but there's a story yeah. within this they clearly told a great one on the way here and in here and um i'll just get my rating so i went right under a seven 6.8 out of 10 and it's just because like this style is probably not something i'll revisit Mm -hmm. but i gotta give it up to their efforts uh there were little things in there that if i had to be like a nitpicker i would but i won't i just think overall um 
it's memorable. It's a great way to end this feud. And I'll ask you what's your rating. And do you think this is wrapped up with Hangman and Moxley? Um, I'll answer that first. I do think it's wrapped up. I think Moxley's okay. probably going to take a bit of time off after this. I feel like this is probably like a good way oh. for him to finally get that break. And I think that's what's going to help him with this style. Like you were saying, like, are you going to get tired of it or does it become like, you know, desensitized, you know, do you become desensitized from it? And I think he's going to take a break right when maybe people may be starting to think, okay, how many of these are we going to do? This guy mm-hmm. will probably be off for several months, you know, when he comes back, I have to build to another program and then we'll be ready for another Moxley bloodbath with somebody mm-hmm. at a pay-per-view, you know what I mean? By the time the next one comes around or whatever it is. So that being said, I love the match. I gave it a 4.25 out of 10. Okay. So you're out of five. Uh, I'm like sorry. 4.25 out of five. I'm sorry. Not out of 10. No, no, that, yeah. I got you. Terrible. Yeah. But I know. So like, no. I gave it a really so you're up near a nine man. or something like that. It's you're close. Up yeah. It's, like it's over, over eight. Yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, okay. I, en- I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I guess a 4.5 would be a nine. So this is like a, this is an eight and a half. In, do you think scale. that this, um, okay. Do you think this match will be considered like a, like a, like a cult classic or like a legendary death match? I do. I do. Okay. And because a week when you were texting, you were saying like gasp in the movie theaters, you know, and like mm-hmm. they were showing, they were showing the crowd around. And there's people like, you know, there's people that are not going to forget the people who were there are not going to going to forget this match right like one of the guys that was watching here and never watched an AEW pay-per-view it was like he's just started getting into wrestling oh. com- coming over to our place watching dynamite now he watches dynamite every week and then this was his first pay-per-view so it's like for him is it he's not going to forget that shit you know what i mean and even i was like oh my god covering my you know and we've seen yeah. it all and like so for me well, right right yeah so for me it's gonna stand that test of time i believe it's so good you know and like hangman of course He's probably going to go on to be a big, big star in pro wrestling, you know? So, like, this is, like, a huge win. And it's one of those seminal moments, I think. And obviously, he's already been the world champion. But, like, these kind of matches just make guys, right? Like, you know, um, so I just think this is one of them that's going to last. Like you said, cult classic is probably what it's going right. to be. And I would I would rewatch this just for shock value. I'm probably going to show, like, my girlfriend just because it was insane. You know what I mean? Like, that right. type of thing. And, like, and I really enjoyed it. I get it. you. I, we thought it was going to be a banger. I, you know, anybody who was hoping that this would be a good match going into it or had it pegged as like the their match that they were going to keep an eye out, I'm sure they were satisfied with it. You know, I don't think anybody mm-hmm. who's going to comment on the video or who watched that show was like, well, you know, not what I expected. Everybody, I think, got their money's worth with that matchup. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to stand the test of time. Yeah. And it was, it was less uh, built out of like hatred for each other. It was more mm-hmm. out of like, I got to, yeah. Like get you out of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Or I gotta, like one, um, yeah, like one trying to one up each other. Like they're like, listen, you know, especially right. with Moxley kind of calling Hangman out that way after, especially after he knocked them out, saying like you're not built like this, mm-hmm. you know, and like all that. Like I think all that matters, you know. Do you go back and watch? Well, you don't go back and watch a lot of shit. I, I do WWF stuff like once in a while, old school for sure. But like Terry Funk, Cactus Jack, that IWA stuff. That, you know, when I was younger, I could watch it. Even like Onita and Hayabusa, that exploding yeah. cage shit. When I was younger, I watched it and like it didn't even mess with me at all. But like, do you mm-hmm. go back and watch that stuff now? Or do you like not really? Yeah, like, like every now and then, you know what I mean? Like okay. every now and then. It depends on what mood I'm in. You know, obviously okay. I'm not like a deathmatch guy. I've never really been that guy. But 
every now and then, depending on like what's going on. Like when AEW was doing that explosion, that uh, you know, that whenever they were doing that, I was paying attention more to that scene, looking at Onita. We talked about Terry Funk day. and Sabu with the bar wire. You yeah, exactly. Like, that exactly. kind of stuff. Yeah, and like Terry yeah. Funk and Sabu specifically was one of the ones as a kid that like I was like, oh my god, like this is a crazy mm-hmm. ass match, you know. So sort of like I do have a little bit of that flavor in me, but it's not something I typically seek out. But that's why yeah. I can appreciate Moxley because it's like it's not my thing, and he's turned mm-hmm. me into a fan of those matches, you know. So like I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, last thing on this, but do you think this tops Vampiro and Pentagon? <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately, I hate to let Stone Cold Steve Austin down and Vamp my boy, but uh, yeah, I think this is the superior smidge better yeah just a smidge yeah. don't don't tell austin but just don't tell stone cold um let's go into the tnt title wardlow yeah. samoa joe wardlow's big return lately uh samoa joe had the the nice little mini feud with darby allen i really enjoyed that most i enjoyed joe just like you i think um yeah. king of television mm-hmm. he walked into this match with the title did he walk out well First of all, I think Wardlow, he's back, but the Ward Dog's look is a little different. And hate don't like I it. hate it, bro. He just looks so generic. What I happened? know Duke was talking like last week saying like he didn't like the man bun ponytail or whatever, but at least it made him. <laughs> that was Wardlow's look. You know what I mean? Like now it's just like, here's this dude. I guess that they tried to turn into the angle and all that, but it's just like, man. It really and then the ring gear. I look at them. Yeah, it's very very questionable. Did you see like the 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 singlet? It's more like a Taz singlet where it's not like the short. But but for someone like Wardlow, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, Generic is the right word. Yeah, generic is the right word. It's a bummer. And you know what was a big bummer to me too? Like he, you know, he's been cooled down so much. You know, like. Even I was hoping like maybe he'll get a good pop and stuff and like it's it was fine but it wasn't tough like, spot though right yeah no it's hard spot you know it's hard spot and like I think this match suffered because of it um mm-hmm. also the finish of the match which we'll get to but like just like I just feel like he's cooled off so much that it's a shame you know like I feel like after that stuff like when he won the belt when we were at double or nothing or whatever when he beat MJF when we were at double yeah, or nothing quickly and, um, yeah quickly like I feel like that. All that, but I feel like that should have made him, and it kind of did it because of like outside circumstances, you know, and like he was never able to recover. And you know, maybe they did so. Can so can he? Because we'll get to we'll get to the finish in a minute, but um, right, even I'll ask you now, can he get this steam back and get that over again where they're the crowd is doing the orchestra movements, chanting his name even before he's out there, you know, which is a telltale. I think he's going to need help. I think he's going to have to somehow get into a program with somebody who can carry him a little bit, you know, because as cool as Joe was, I don't think this helped Wardlow much, you know, it made Joe cooler, you know, but like, I don't mm-hmm. know that I, um, I don't know that Wardlow comes out of there, obviously besides how this match ended. Like, I don't know how war, if Wardlow came out of there, like bigger than when he went in, you know what I mean? And unfortunately for Wardlow, I think the Samoa Joe shit has been too good especially the Samoa Joe stuff with Darby that bring inserting Wardlow back in. It was like, people were already kind of like not super high on him at the moment. Mm -hmm. They kind of were like cooling off on him. And then they, everybody was into that Darby Joe shit. 
and then just to insert Wardlow back into it, I just feel like it's like, ah, people weren't quite ready to move on from Darby, you know? So it's just kind of like, it's unfortunate for him. He keeps getting like bad spots mm -hmm. and it's not his fault. You know, it's not his fault. This but is like, a I thing where could... I think Tony Khan probably had an, um, a vision to bring yeah. Wardlow back and um, um, at this time. So he's following through with his idea and his story. Yeah. But you do got to like call audibles like we talk about all the time. I've never yeah. been a big Joe fan, but um, yeah. this actually run, the title run was more compelling probably mm -hmm. to for him to keep it than keep it, Wardlow yeah. to win it back. Yeah, yeah. Which is I weird for me I to say. I wanted him to keep it. Yeah. I, yeah, I wanted him to keep it. Like I was saying to, to these guys yesterday, I was like, I'm not this Joe guy. I've never been. But like, mm -hmm. I want him to keep this belt. I dig the king of television thing and like how he's talking to guys. It's just, it makes me laugh, you know? And and his mm -hmm. matches have been pretty good. You know what I mean? Like solid to good. They really you know? have. So it's they like, really have. I can't be mad at the stuff that Joe's been doing. I think it's a fun, very fun run he's had. So I was, well, to get to the end of this match kind of came out of nowhere, I felt. Did you feel that way? It's totally, totally. Yeah, it was, like, um, because I think it so it clocked in at 10 minutes, but you could have yeah. fooled me. It could have been six and there's five, yeah, and exactly. I would have believed you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're talking about the fact that Wardlow choked Joe to Joe sleep. Out. He just choked, choked him out. To sleep. It was a new champ, you know, and it just was kind of abrupt. Seemed like seemingly out of nowhere. He's all of a sudden he has that submission locked in, and then it put him to sleep, which was, I think, the craziest thing. It's one thing yeah. to do guys' moves and stuff, but like it finished him. Yeah, so like and I this is the big bad that. Samoa Joe, the king of television. It's mm -hmm. almost like you tackled the big, um, the big bad, you know, monster. Like yeah, you put exactly. this monster to sleep, and I thought, like, damn, does this? Because once again, not a big Joe fan, but this doesn't like now. He looks like a chump to me, as far as yeah. He, if he you steps back to Wardlow, I don't really think that's no, got to be yeah, over, exactly. right? It's got to be wrapped yeah, yeah, I up. I think I think it's I think it's over. I mean, I think he's gonna go back to defending that Ring of Honor belt, you know, and oh, causing, a okay. causing a nightmare for those guys. And I think it'll still feel good, but I feel like maybe his like big league belt, you know, that that run is done, unfortunately for Joe. Um, and then you know, so Wardlow's the new TNT champion. You know, I'm not inherently against that. And I'm starting, I was like, you know, thinking about this last night. And I was like, maybe he needs the belt, though. You know, like, I know when he had the belt, he was losing the steam. But maybe him as the champion and he'll be featured and he'll get to kill some guys. And, you know, mm -hmm. then he'll be in a big feud. I think maybe he needs that to get him to that next level. Build like, that steam talk. back up. Yeah, yeah. Because like, he could talk better than I think we would have thought he could talk. Um, And then, like... So, like, he could do enough, but even this feud with Joe, you know, he wasn't doing it for me, you know? so it's This like actually feud. So, like, there was heat there. Uh, they had mm -hmm. a good, like, foundation for this feud. It just probably wasn't enough where it felt like Joe or Wardlow just got back. Like, maybe yeah, we needed yeah. another month to build it or exactly. whatever happened is what it is. Um, I think you're right. It was a tough spot after the, the Texas death match. I think the crowd was a little down. Which is you know to be expected. They still reacted to some stuff, but um, yeah. the, the finish was super surprising. I had this as a three point six out of ten because okay. I don't really think it did. Uh, it's a wait and see now, you know. Like yeah. the match didn't feel like the right move, believe it or not. Um, yeah. But it's a wait and see because now Hobbs waits in the wings, and I'll ask you um when you give your rating. Do you think they just switch it to Hobbs right away? I know, like. That's what I would want, but like it doesn't help Warlow in any way, right? Oof, that's I think they're in, I think they're in a tricky spot with Hobbs winning that now because if it was Hobbs and Joe, then I could see Hobbs taking that belt off of him at some point, and I get it. But with Warlow now, now I'm like, ooh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't like the result for either guy. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want Wardle yeah. to lose the belt right away because I think that doesn't help him. And then I don't want Hobbs to lose this big opportunity he got because I love Hobbs. So it's tricky. I don't know how they're going to handle it. I mean, you know, I give them a lot of like um, credit because they typically work shit out in a way where I'm like, it's pretty satisfactory, you know, always. Even yeah. if I'm not into it in the beginning, they, they tend to get there more than not. So I'm going to wait and do the wait and see approach. But this match, I gave it two and a half stars out of five. I thought it was perfectly average, you know, I thought. Perfectly average. I thought so like um, a five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, You're right there. Um, and like, because I thought they were doing cool stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I just think the abrupt mm-hmm. nature of it, I didn't love the finish. I didn't love the result necessarily, even though I don't dislike what we're doing anyway. I just wasn't what I would have done. Um, I would have liked to see him move on to maybe a program with MJF. You know what I mean? Like if if MJF were to retain his title, mm-hmm. put Wardlow, and even if Wardlow's not going to win it, just sort of like settle that. That's a built-in feud. You know, just get him into a bigger thing, and maybe he gets that buzz back feuding with mm-hmm. MJF. You know, but he's a TNT champion, and I'm trying to be like optimistic and think like, well, maybe he's a guy that that being the champ will enhances him for other people and he gets some of that juju back that he had. So we'll see. But like I said, we'll two see. and a half stars out of five. Two and a half out of five. Okay. Uh, yeah. And one more thing on it. Like if the, the look, it was generic. Um, I think if this was the same old war dog coming back and I believe personally, I don't think you said he didn't, but I think he looks like he dropped some LBs. Like he looks a little I think so. No, I think so too. I did okay. probably that, that last night, you know what I mean? Which I is like, like, I don't know if you want that for your big, no, I was Beast. saying, because we were talking about in our little prop bet, um, little pick em sheet, one of the bets was, will anybody hit a muscle buster? And these guys were like, can Joe even do that to Wardlow? But then when you saw him in the ring, I was like, dude, Joe looks like bigger than Wardlow. Like he's, oh, definitely yeah. thick, he's definitely thicker than him. Wardlow might be a smidge taller. So I was like, Joe could totally hit the muscle buster on Wardlow. You know, like when yeah, I was he looking didn't at though, right? in the ring. He no, didn't he hit did it. Not. No, he did not. Okay. But um. Yeah, when I was looking at them next to each other, I'm like, damn, Warlow doesn't look like as big as you. Yeah, man. Hobbs is probably bigger than him even now, I would think, as far as mass. We'll see on Wednesday. Let's Mm -hmm. see what happens Wednesday. TNT title, that's going to be fun. Um, Let's go into the tag title match. You and I were uh, bickering about this being a comedy sideshow, or at least (laughs) a lot of the the wrestling, you know, um, carny shit, because you have a lot these four teams representing your tag title match. We have the Acclaimed. Versus the champions, the guns, versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. And then Orange Cassidy and Van Housen, the best friends, they won a battle royal to get this last mm-hmm. spot. Unpredictable, uh, because they weren't even really supposed to be in it. Yeah. And um, that's the that's the team that ended up coming out victorious there. And this we, we had a four-way, fatal four-way. I've noticed that Tony Khan likes to not all the time, but I, I've noticed more often than not, at least lately. Tag titles are defended on pay-per-views in like three-way team matches or four-way team matches. Do you mm. do you like cramming a bunch of teams in? Or no. I guess that you need what do you think about like first of all, what do you think about the teams in this match? And were you impressed with this? Well, match? yeah. Well, I think that's the big issue going into the match, right? Where like the teams in the match. You had a made-up team of Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen, right? And Orange Cassidy, I would have liked to see him defend his title versus mm. being in this tag team match, right? Where where you really don't think he's going to win it with Dan Housen. Dan Housen, obviously he's limited in what he could do in the ring. He's very popular, but you know, that being said, you don't feel like he's going to be the tag team champion. Um obviously the big issue was Jared and Lethal. We you know that was my big concern was them coming out on top because they 
they keep getting so many shots that you feel like they have to win something at some point, you know, major. Yeah. And it made mm-hmm. me so nervous. And they played into it in this match where I was like, oh, they were close. No. Dude, they were too close, you know, like too close. And I was like, that's, I would have been way more down on this match had they won, you know? But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like you said, the people involved just aren't the greatest. So that's why I wonder if too many teams is an issue because it's like, well, you didn't even pick like the cream of the crop. But the champions are the gun club, right? So they shouldn't be beating the Lucha brothers and the young bucks. And you know what I'm saying? That's the problem, right? They can't beat a team two on two right now. Exactly. Like you don't want them to be beating any of like your top, top flight teams. No pun intended. Um, So like I get it from that aspect. Um, The acclaimed were in the match, obviously, because they've been, they were the most recent champions. So I was not high on the match, but I thought it was fun. I thought it ended up being, a fun match, you know, like I didn't think it was like the yeah. greatest wrestling match I've ever seen, but Jared made me laugh, you know, Sanjay, <laughs> and the, the, the big guy actually made me laugh. Um, there was moments like Billy Gunn doing a famouser. That was right. cool. The crowd going crazy. It's crazy how over Billy Gunn still is at this That's point amazing. in his career. You know, like, I want to run through then, a couple details real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Because like, I wanted to ask you, and I mentioned in, in our text, like the, the HBK influence was all over this show trickled in. The guns, I mean, that's been ongoing with them, but they were in the full-on HBK, HBK year yeah. in this, and it was really just funny. I just think it's so cool that, well, cool or interesting that their dad's Billy, but they mimic Sean. <laughs> oh, my um, God. And Orange Cassidy, like, he's been on, on a singles run, red hot, like you mentioned, being a champion, uh, All-Atlantic champion. Having him in the match, to me, actually kind of, like, brought a little prestige. I know TK loves this guy, and yeah, he's – look – I don't know what a household name is in wrestling anymore, but he's yeah, one of their yeah. biggest names, right? Like he's got, yeah, be. he has to be. Yeah. Kids love him. You know what Popular. I mean? Kids the, love yeah, him. Exactly. Like every show there's a kid dressed as him, you know, probably multiple, exactly. you know what I mean? Like he sells a lot of merch. There's people with the, th- they love the thumb shit, you know, like people love him. And then he puts on good matches. You know, mm-hmm. I, when AW first started, he was one of the guys where I was like, uh, you don't know about this orange Cassidy, you know, but he won me over. I think Duke was in a similar situation where like, I don't think I care about this guy at all. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't look like anything. His gimmick is whatever, but he won everybody over. And I don't think you can deny him yeah. in matches. He, he shows up um, and he's fun. He's fun to watch, you know, like he's not like yeah. my favorite. He's not my favorite guy. I didn't even want him to be all Atlantic champion, but he's been having good defenses of that belt since he's been champion. So it's like, you know, I, I, you know, I would have liked him to see him in a single match defending that belt because it would have been a banger. You give him 15 mm-hmm. minutes or whatever it was, it would have been a three and a half or higher match probably. Yeah. My rating. You know what I mean? Like kind of like automatic, like he's been doing that type of match weekly. So it's like I would have yeah, dynamite main event sometimes. It's yeah, good exactly. enough to main event shows. Right. But like see what he does at a pay-per-view. I would have been down for that. But he made the match fun. Him and Danhausen. Credit to Danhausen. Because Danhausen had moments, you know, and like I've seen Danhausen wrestle and I was, you know, never impressed. And not that I was blown away here, but he held his own. You know, he did yeah. what he had to do. It didn't he didn't look overly jokey, but then he did look like a joke when they needed it to be. You know what I mean? And like, like right. I, mean, I guess when we get to like the finish or whatever, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I'll, I'll, like I'll Danhausen are in, you know. Yeah, well, they bring that like that that levity or that mm-hmm. entertainment, the Chana- the Gagas, Pat Patterson, we'll call it like mm-hmm. comedy, whatever you will, whatever you want to call it. They they those guys bring this and the match, 
you know, even the acclaim brings some of that, but um, lethal mm-hmm. brings some seriousness with his wrestling ability, which yeah. is a good, you know, contrast. And the acclaimed are still super over, and the guns they do get heat like you can, yeah, they're getting the, the chants are in the middle of the match. They're the ass boy chants, like they they get heat, right? Yep. The yep. only thing with them is, um, I don't know, man, like they're part of the firm, but they're never with their manager Stokely or like like big bill guy or like so I feel like do they even need to just get away from them or maybe they need to align with like some one more guy I feel like they need to be in a crew though what do you think yeah I feel like they need something you know what I mean like I don't know if it's ultimately Billy turning on the acclaimed and helping them out you know what I mean like I don't know if that's too predictable I don't know if that's what they necessarily need because it's not like he's this Mm -hmm. great mouthpiece or anything and if you take the love that he's getting from being the acclaims, you know, daddy ass, if you take that away, it wasn't like he was super over before that, you know, we talked as about a heel. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Billy so, as a heel matters. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know that like that's the move, but like, I do think they need something. I don't think what they have, like even in the beginning when they were kind of like being buddy, buddy with Jared and, uh, and oh, yeah. Lethal, it was sort of like, you guys gotta, you're the champions. You gotta be in your own lane. The uh, mm-hmm. the like you said, his the crew with Stokely and them, it's just the firm, yeah. That, that feels very disjointed to me, any as it is. So, it's sort of like you're they're the tag team champions, they mm-hmm. should be the biggest shit on that team, and it doesn't feel like that. So, it's sort of like might as well take them out of it and make them the biggest thing if they are the champions. You know, I don't know, I don't know what you do. I do agree with you though, that they need something or somebody to maybe guide them a manager, a good manager, you know what I mean? Like. Mm. You know, like obviously not be? him. I was like, obviously not him because he's gone, but like a William Regal type that would like make give them credibility. Mm. Somebody that gives them credibility and makes them feel dangerous. But, you know, uh, they could they could bring in um Marty Janetti. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine the sideshow that would be. He actually <laughs> killed somebody, Marty Janetti, according to him. So Just, I don't know. Right. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, you know, according to him, he's still walking the streets though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me let me just go over just one spot because this is this match it didn't go super long um no. for a tag title match i think it was just over 13 minutes but uh max caster doing the kurt angle like invisible strap yeah, and then the, the olympic yeah, slam yeah, yeah. that that popped yeah. me i thought that was yeah, funny and he did, you know doing that to uh to work jeff jarrett and um i did want to say like because earlier i mentioned tony khan probably giving these guys a pep talk or whoever back there hopefully you know dean malenko whoever jericho but i do feel like even these guys we i ripped it for being comedy shit they worked very hard mm-hmm. and like you said dan Housen, he's a sideshow but he got serious enough and worked mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you thought he was trying to win the match he wasn't just there yeah. to yeah you know, exactly curse people. he's trying to win mm-hmm. the match but um let's get and to then the finish he, and yeah right, he ends ahead. up taking that pin you know mm-hmm. which when it happens you go Nah, that's why he's in the match. You know what I mean? Yes, like when you see him yes. taking it, he's like, "That's the right guy. That's the guy who should be taking the pin." If it's not Jeff Jarrett, I guess. But they've been <laughs> right, keeping right. Jeff Jarrett. They've been keeping Jeff Jarrett fairly strong, you know. So it's you got to like, keep okay. him on ice for that big sting yeah. match that we're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So it's like when when they happened, you know, in the sequence, and you see, you know, that uh, Dan Housen is like the last man in the ring, you know, with the guns about to hit their move or whatever the fuck they do. You know, and yeah. they take the pin and they defend, you know, and they defended their titles against these three teams. It's, it's It felt like the right kind of win. The acclaim, mm-hmm. keep them strong enough. Um, Jeff Jarrett and uh, Jay Lethal, they can keep plugging away, being guys that everybody hates, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Without them necessarily with having Sanjay out there with yeah, them. Without them having to take an L. And then Dan Housen mm-hmm. took the pinfall, you know what I mean? And it's like, it kind mm-hmm. of all makes sense way the way it played out. So I was like, I was satisfied with the result. I predicted the the guns to the retain. So, um, yeah, I'd like it was 
I was more into it than I anticipated. Um, I thought it was fun. You know, it what'd you give it like rating wise? Tactic. We'll talk about the post match in a minute. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to wrap I that into it, the match, yeah. You know, no, I, I gave it um, three stars out of five. I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. Three out of five. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. not bad at all. Yeah, I was, I was four point five. Four point five out of ten. Almost five out of ten. And yeah. that's because it exceeded my expectations. And anytime yeah, you yeah. can do that. Uh, and I actually like I like the guns. I want to like them more. I think they need another piece, like you said. Like even that big build dude as like just their big heater, like a big diesel yeah. type. Yeah, guy. that's true. Yeah, something something like something that. like that would be cool. But I liked it. Four point five out of ten. Entertaining. That'd be funny enough. if he starts dressing like Diesel and they keep exactly. coming Sean. That would be. You might funny. as well do it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> um, and then let's talk about post match real quick because this is where it got interesting. Mm-hmm. We um we have been t- chatting about this lately. Worked myself into a shoot, brother. <laughs> yeah. Brother, brother. FTR. Well, the guns grabbed. I spoiled it. But the FTR yeah. um, basically interrupted the gun celebration speech. They were yeah. kind of cutting a promo, said they beat everybody up and down. Even mentioned FTR's mentioned name. FTR, yeah. And uh, here comes Dax and Cash back to take got the a tag great division. Pop. Hopefully got Still a got pop. a great pop. You know what I mean? Which is important because they've been on ice for a little while, you know, and it felt like. What we were texting about, like a lot of like the teasing that, oh, their contracts are up or maybe they're mm-hmm. done with the company. They started dropping all those belts. They started dropping the Ring of Honor belts, the New Japan belts, the Mexican, the AAA titles. So like it just felt like, all right, are we wrapping this up with then Then like they're teasing on their podcast. But I just felt like it was too on the nose of them being like, we're done teasing other companies. Dax, I think, put a like a paper on his desk and it had like a wwe logo on it at the oh did he did see i didn't see that one wow like like teasing and then like aew was talking about like the greatest tag teams in the world and they didn't mention ftr you know what i mean like all these things were like two on the nose that's why i said to john boy i was like you're getting work dude yeah i was like they're working you i love it i want to be working do you think they're back though like are they i think they're back the new contract or are they working to try to get it to i think i think that might even be confirmed by like the dirt sheets you know not maybe not them but like dax dax and cash both tweeted like stuff like essentially saying like it's you know we're back it's been too long you know type of thing thanks for remembering us type but then i feel like i read somewhere that like they have been snagged up long-term deals and that well, was that's like more, a huge, huge, and that was more like storyline for TV, you know, like the keep, you know, the tension of maybe they're not signing and all that. So, you know, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad I do think they're back. I don't know if that's confirmed, but like mm-hmm. it feels like they, they're back, it feels like it's confirmed. I was saying from the well, jump, that's huge for this business. I mean, for this uh, AEW business, like yeah. the, the business of the company, because mm-hmm. the tag division now, I mean, the credibility, the Bucks mm-hmm. are no longer trios champions. Maybe yeah. we finally get what Duke has been wanting forever. And everybody, like, you everybody, want that feud, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You, I mean, and we could get it. So we'll talk about FTR as the weeks to come because I want to get into this main event Um, because we're gonna, we're definitely going to have a lot to talk about with FTR. But yeah. let's do the main event because it is an hour-long Ironman match and we got to give it its proper respect and attention and detail. The build was what it was. We're yeah. always hard on uh, MJF here. It's just kind of the way... We've been critiquing his character, um, mm-hmm. sort of not knowing who he is. We'll probably get into it a little bit, you know, to close the show. It's, we'll, we'll, I'll see how you feel now after this match. But um, let's talk about the match itself. And mm-hmm. Danielson and, and MJF, you know, just to recap real, real quick before we start the match. You know, it felt personal-ish. 
but um, mm-hmm. not to the point where Punk and MJF felt extra personal. Yeah. Or um, it's a thing with Danielson is just I know he's such a great guy. Like I know he says you're gonna get your effing head kicked in, and he is a mm-hmm. violent fighter. But yeah, he's such yeah. a sweetheart. I don't yeah, always yeah. feel like he's. Uh, and that's just my problem, I guess. But I didn't feel like this was like super personal, but the match turned into it. If anything else, it got very personal by the end of it. And um, mm-hmm. let's talk about the entrances, though, or at least MJF's entrance. Yeah, they did the uh, the orchestra. He had a, mm-hmm. an orchestra played the theme song, came out in the mask. Mm-hmm. One of our critiques. Who are you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool to whip stuff out on a, a pay-per-view, though. Like, people doing different things, yeah. different entrances. They did it in NXT for all those years. Mm-hmm. What do you think of MJF's entrance? Um, thought it was cool. Like, I like the music. I like all that type of stuff. When he came out with that mask, because I kind of said right before, I was like, I wonder if he's going to be the devil again. I said that, like, in, in the room, and then he came out with that mask, and I was like, oh, well, here's that mask that, like, I forgot about, actually, low-key, because they haven't touched on it since he wore it at that pay-per-view. Um, like, so I kind of forgot about that, but I did think, like, his gear looked cool. I thought he looked cool overall, like, coming out that way. So, like, I'll give it a pass. But, like, just the mask thing kind of, like – but I think Excalibur did a good job. At, I'm pretty sure it was Excalibur saying the mask is more for for him. He was like, this is more for him to get him into the mind state he needs to be rather than anybody okay. else. And I sort of, like, accepted that just heading into this match. But, um, you know, I didn't think it was any, like, thing – groundbreaking i thought like if we're talking about entrances of the night it's not my favorite I, hangman's might be maybe house of blacks even you right. know like but it's the main event it felt like a main event entrance um i was happy with it obviously brian's just super over so yeah i want to ask you um you're not like the hpk fan i am newsflash yeah, at all but i man. like me being the Shawn michaels guy you know right off the bat i'm thinking white and gold Iron Man match got to be an homage of sorts, whether it was or was not. Eventually, um, he pulled out a HBK elbow later on. We'll talk about he did a HBK pose to mock Danielson in the middle of the match. I thought that was, you know, that was clever. That yeah. was it was funny. Um, let's talk, though, about how Iron Man matches are not easy. They're not easy to pull off no. in any decade. But in 2023, you got your work cut out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like with with this kind of format do you want an iron man match in 2023 to come out hot do you want like fast and like you know just brutal action right off the bat or do you want to build to that crescendo because this one started the reason i bring it up this one started out nice and slow yeah is this how you like it i think it's i think it's how i like it and i think it's also how it should be you know because it's an hour you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like you gotta i feel like you come out you don't want the end of the match to feel duller than the first half, right? And it's sort of like if you come out a hundred miles per hour, do hitting all your moves and all this shit, you're just it's a recipe for people to be burnt out, for you to mm-hmm. be bur- exhausted, for the moves to be exhausted, you know, your repertoire moves to be exhausted. So it's sort of like I think they handled it the right way. It also gives MGF, who's not known as like the worker wrestler it gives him time to shine. You know, we saw plenty of his character work in the, in these moments where he's talking with the crowd and doing shit in the crowd or just <laughs> wasting time doing Healy stuff. And like, you know, it wasted a few minutes, you know, like right in the beginning of the match, like a few minutes were just like wasted doing 
walking around, but I feel like that's what you need, you know, because you got to build, like you said, a crescendo, you got to get to these high points and not to get too far ahead, but like, I feel like they were, that's exactly what they were doing. Cause like they built it up to the point where I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God. Oh my goodness. You know what I mean? So it's like the drama. I think they handled it perfectly in terms of the pace. I feel like it got violent when it needed to get violent. They had crazy uh, sequences when they needed crazy sequences. You know what I mean? There was plenty of like, rest moments but they were still interactive with the crowd and each other and you know families or whatever that it was just all like effective to me like i was mm-hmm. very impressed by like the layout of this match and i give more credit to danielson because obviously he's done these before he's done these with all types of guys so like i'll give him the edge on who maybe plotted this match and made it move to such deep but you gotta give mjf credit because he was on point. He was on point during the whole match. Everything made sense. That's another big thing. Like the shit was making sense mm-hmm. where like you could have question marks like with the Moxley hangman, like does Moxley put in a change around his neck make sense? And then he ends up getting hung out with, you know what I mean? Like do like, certain hangman wrapping himself yeah. up in barbed exactly. wire. Makes yeah, sense. exactly. Makes sense. You know, where like this one, I felt like stuff made sense. I think they played mm-hmm. it pretty perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let's let's not uh, jump ahead. Yeah. There's so much yeah, to yeah, cover, yeah. but I want to oh, just yeah. say Go at ahead. least MJF in excellent shape, like yeah, great super shape. duper great shape as the champion. So I want to give him his props there. Yeah. Let's get let's let's talk about it, because uh, at one point, MJF goes to the outside, throws some water on a little kid. This shit went yeah, viral. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we both got vibe DiBiase vibes when he kicked the basketball out of the, sure. the dribbling boys. Uh, hand, sure. uh, you know, would you think, though, um, we it's you you even text me like ah, I might be a little too stiff. What do you think yeah. um, about stuff like this? Yeah, you know, I'm always I guess I'm a softie at the end of the day because like it's a it's a kid, right? And <laughs> he like he poured a drink on him, you know what I mean? Like that's assault in mo in, in anywhere else, right? It's assault right. on a person. So it's sort of like I like this heelish shit. I like um I like that stuff, like the DiBiase thing. Uh dude, that I felt like that broke my heart for that kid for years. You know what I mean? But it was harmless at the end of the day, right? Like he didn't touch the kid. He just kicked the ball. Sucks to suck, kid. Life sucks. You know what I mean? Like get back in the crowd type of shit. Where this one, that poor kid's just sitting there with his belt, minding his own business, you know? Like yeah. it didn't even like look like he's paying attention. Listen, if I, if it's, well, I'm infamous for not liking to get wet. Like Duke knows, everybody knows, like, I don't like getting wet. So that may have fucking, he may have worked himself into a shoot with me if he he threw a drink at me personally, even as a youngster. But, you know, I see a lot of people going like, as a fan, yeah, you're part of the show now. You know what I mean? Like, you're interact. it's interactive. I just think for kids, it's still real. And I don't know that I love that. I don't know that I love that initial having to make a kid feel like such a piece of shit who's just attending the show. You know what I mean? Just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's like old school. I know it's just heat. I know it's heel stuff. I know the kid's going to make out. He went backstage. He got to meet his favorite wrestlers and all this. He's going right. to be at the next show. So it'll, it's all worked out for him. But I just think in the moment, I'm just like, oh man, I wouldn't do it. I, and I have a personal story. Um, A buddy of mine, Brian Tomer, no, remembers it. Cause I was at a ring of honor show with him and Kevin Steen comes out. Kevin Owens now. Um, comes out and there's a kid in like the front row with like a fancy ass sign. There's like a little girl and he, he, he takes the side from the kid and rips it up and loogied into it and all. 
And it rubbed me so wrong that I, not that, you know, we always talk about like, I'm, we're not Steen fans, but the, from that day on, I never forgot that about the guy. And I was like, fuck him for like, for life. That's always stuck wow. with me. So like That's that funny. gave me these vibes as well, you know? And like, um, cause it's just like, with kids, you could go too far, I think. I don't with adults, I don't care. You know, half the people are saying terrible shit to the to the wrestlers. Have I I wouldn't exactly. feel bad if it wasn't a kid. You know what I mean? If he took it and like poured it on that lady who he took it from, you know what I mean? I'm sure she mm. would have been pissed if she was pissed about her kid. But like I would have felt less bad. I just think it's with the kid. It rubs me wrong. I'm not gonna kill the guy for it. I'm not like, oh my god, it ruined the night. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wanna, yeah, no, nothing so, like you know, that. I don't want to punish, I don't care that much, but for me. I'm like, it, it made me feel icky versus like, okay, you know That's what I'm a saying? Good word. So, That's a good word. Cause as like grown, like as grown men, like there's a lot of fans of MJF and a lot of grown men fans yeah. of MJF, but there's probably also a lot of like younger dudes that, that maybe don't want to have kids or they like, mm-hmm. it's just like, um, I don't know, man. Like I love, I love heels, you know? And yeah. I, I mean, even when I was younger, the Dudleys would do dastardly. Oh stuff. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Like, yeah. You know, but um, all I could say is, I'm glad they smoothed it over. It looks like no yeah. harm, no foul. Yeah, you know, it looks the like kid, they sorted the kid, it out, thankfully. Yeah, the kid had a, a hell of a, a night, probably. Um, and Tony Khan addressed it in the post-fight, too. I saw. Saying, we'll get like, to the post Yeah, like, we had a very serious conversation about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he didn't act like a champion. He's I think the kid's name is Titus. He's like, he's going to be yes. at the show. He came backstage. You know, yeah. and I think Tony Khan, I think he needed to say that as well because it's like, Definitely, because there, there was people who thought it was a plant because the kid was just sort of sitting there. I was convinced. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it looked like I didn't want to spoil it to you know to the person next to me. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. but I thought oh plant plant, but yeah, yeah. But maybe not. But apparently not. Yeah, but but um, that said, yeah, but, like I said, let's talk it's about the other syllable offense to me. No, not not me, not me either. Uh, definitely not. But um, MJF calling out the Meltzer right into the camera. That's kind of hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yep. uh, talking about his star, his rating uh, in the star match rating in this match shop. Like for me, by 20 minutes, I felt like they went shot for shot or move for move or whatever. Very yeah. evenly scored. Like at this point, they were really um, countering each other. There was an insane pinning combination where they did every pinning combination imaginable in pro wrestling mm-hmm. almost around the 25 minute mark. You know, they did the rolling around thing. They did the bridge up. Mm-hmm. They did every single and it was still zero zero, and yep. um, it was cool. Danielson's shoulder started to get jacked up, and that would be the story along with MJF's knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's this, yep. These were the stories here, and Danielson with a pin after a knee, the the bazooka knee. Twenty seven minutes ish, he he goes up one zero, and I was of the mindset they're either gonna go one zero. Yeah, or you even said it. You're gonna be a lot of falls, or just one. Yeah, At I said a few. Point, I said I think we'll get we'll get a few because I predicted two one. So they went harder okay. than what I thought it would be. But I did say to you in the text, like I think nothing until minute thirty. You know, so after thirty minutes, so they <laughs> they were a little earlier than I predicted. But I thought we're not gonna get any pitfalls till at least thirty minutes to keep them both like strong. And I think they still did that. You know, it was like twenty six minutes or whatever you said. But you yeah, know, I was anticipating not a lot of. Not a ton of pinfalls, but more than one. Because you text me saying, I think it's going to be a one nothing either way. And I was just like, yeah, I think we'll get a few, but not for a little bit. Well, you know what's the tricky thing is? And, like, you can bring up any Ironman matches you might 
have loved or don't love. But um, I always go to obviously Sean and Brett for me, but then I think of Rock and Hunter. Mm-hmm. And then I start to think about when they would put them on Raw with Cena and Sean, mm-hmm. Triple H and Benoit might have had one. And then they started doing like half hour Iron Man matches. Um, Sasha had one mm-hmm. that's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty famous with um, Bailey. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'm going down a list here, but um, I think even TNA had one with AJ Styles and um, Bobby Roode. But, you know, I always preferred going the distance. And um, it's hard to, like, be original in Ironman matches is the point I'm getting at. Like, you're either going to have a lot of falls or you're going to have one nothing. Or I know Brock and Kurt might have had, like, a 9-7 to seven one time. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's just too much. But um, they did such a good job of laying this match out. And uh, I'll give credit to everybody. But Danielson, I'm assuming, who's a, you know, a wrestling genius, probably – he knew exactly how to lay this thing out and um, build to that drama. And at one point, there were two quick falls by MJF after a low blow. So he took a DQ. So he took an L. Mm-hmm. But then he got two quick falls out of that. So yeah, at that yeah. point, we're tied at two to two. This yep, is a half yeah, hour yeah. in. Mm-hmm, leveled it up. And I, I right at this point, like, because we, I'll get to it. We've been critical of MJF. But did this feel like a big time main event to you? By this point, half hour in, were you sold? Like, I'm watching a, a world title main event for one of the biggest yeah. wrestling companies. Me too. I did. And, like, and I wasn't necessarily, like, sold on, like, where this match would, like, land and, like, my all-time, like, ranks of, like, Ironman matches and shit at that point. But it did feel like, okay, this is, like, a big deal match. You know what I mean? Like, he's pulling out all the stops. Like, he said he DQ'd himself. He took the L just to get two quick ones which i liked right like i even yeah, like that creative. he almost got a third he almost got a third you know and it was like is he gonna That's get right. like, how many is he gonna get you know and Danielson like, kicked out so like by then though like i was like invested obviously like, that's like any iron man match though right like if you watch austin brett it's like and that's like obviously the one everybody talks about Are you think about um, sean and brett or sean and uh, brett, my bad my bad sean and brett yeah, yeah, yeah um that's the one everybody talks about and it's sort of like you have to get through a first half hour and that one is kind of different because like I like the first half hour probably more than the second half hour, but you know whatever. It, there's always going to be like half the match where it's like you kind of have to like create the drama, you know what I mean? And then like you got to like maximize that and finish it off. So like by then I thought they had done a good job. Like, this feels like a fight. Like you said, they were going tip for tap for a little while there. Now MJF's pulling out all the stops to get the wins or the pins he needs. You know, he eventually gets a leg up on Danielson, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yes. And like, by then you're starting to feel like, okay, when it's three to two and MJF has the lead, and then you're really like, whoa, like what's happening here? Was that you know after I mean? the, um, cause there was a table spot, elbow drop through the table. And then he tombstoned mm-hmm. him through the table. Through a table. Yeah. Did he just throw him in the ring of pin? I don't remember how he got that three to two leg up. He but, got um, the, he did that heat seeker. Oh, okay. You're right. On the, on the road. After right? the table so, spots. Yeah. It was like after that. Yeah. So, yeah, so like, so when that happened, so that's I guess that's like forty something minutes in at that point. That's when I'm feeling like, man, we have something kind of special here, you know. Like from that point on, and yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm watching it differently now, and I was really like watching every second, like, oh my gosh, like what's mm-hmm. gonna happen? How is this gonna shake out? You know, that's when they had me you- the last twenty minutes specifically. That's specifically what I want to talk about. And did you have on your um? your scorecard or whatever your prediction game did you have more blood hangman moxley or mjf because i'm pretty <laughs> yeah, sure right who knew I that knew. boy was like he had the crimson mask mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. man i was like 
this is 20 minutes left. There's already you're you're dehydrated. Can you yeah. drip like this for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and not pass out? This dude they can, manned yeah. up to me. Like I I we already said I know he can have great matches. I'm yeah. not surprised. And what I am surprised at is the level of um I guess excellence. Like this was a very excellent performance by a guy being carried by one of the goats, maybe the best of all mm-hmm. time in the ring. But um, I was just very impressed with MJF. And, you know, the last 10 minutes even with him dripping blood and MJF taps as he's a bloody mess. And it's mm-hmm. like at that point, I think we're three to three. And salt of the earth cross face trade. They're trying to, you know, tap each other out. I believe seven minutes left. We're still tied three to three head butts and knee strikes. Mm-hmm or headbutts and forearm strikes by both guys yeah. kneeling down head, uh, you know, face to face the drama. We were texting like drama, 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 you know, yeah. yeah. the fact, I, and I just wanted to circle like the fact that we still get Brian Danielson 2023 at this level. I know it's, it's like, especially a guy who had a career ending injury, right? Like that's what I mean. One point, you know what I mean? Like at one point, like not just age, not just wear and tear, we thought he was done and they still do this type of thing. It's really impressive. You know what I mean? Like he's having one of those runs that like you hope for, like when you say, when you, when a guy like him was coming over here, right? Like this is what you hope for. This is what we wish we got out of punk. Right. Like, unfortunately it didn't shake out that way, but like, you know, obviously I think we both were in agreement. We wanted Brian Danielson to win this matchup. Yeah. So kind of cheering for him hard, you know, like, and that made me, it took me back to those like ROH days or even his early days in WWE where I just wanted him to do win every match he was in, you know? And like, I, it put me right back there. And I was just like, man, this dude is so, so good. And like, you were talking about like how he looks, right? Like he seems like a nice guy. He doesn't look like this battle machine, <laughs> but then he, but he has these matches. And like, by the end, you're just like, dude, this, this dude is one of the best of all time, you yeah, know, because like, it doesn't make sense why he's so cool, right? Like if you look at him, you know what I mean? His right. style can be interpreted as like it's like boring, you know what I mean? Because he's such a technician, you know what I'm saying? But like, but he does not miss, dude, with everybody he goes. And now you gave him an hour, and it's his first hour long match in how long, right? Because he uh since ROH. Oh god, yeah. You know what it I mean? And it's just like and he nailed it. They nailed it. He pulled this out of MJF. You give I give him plenty of props. I'm the hardest guy on MJF on this show, probably. Mm-hmm. I give him plenty of props. We know he could wrestle. And we and we also talk about how he wrestles a very like a babyface style. Yeah. Uh, and I felt like it didn't quite feel like that in this match. You know what I mean? No. And it's like maybe it's because you have a guy like Brian Danson, like who knows what's up, like school him up a little bit. And like, listen, he's not Sammy Guevara, right? Where you got a match spot fest. You know what I mean? Like it's not because he had a good matches with Sammy, but he's flying around or even Ricky Starks. You know what I mean? Where like mm-hmm. the two young guys trying to get their shit in. This felt like this is going to be a tough, rugged, hour-long fight. You're going to have to use every trick in the book. Both guys, you know what I mean? Doing whatever it took mm-hmm. to win, you know, when like, like that, like toward like that end sequence, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, when when Danielson has him, I was convinced. I'm like, he's winning. I was like, we got a new chance. You know what I mean? Like, I was convinced. I was convinced, you know. And so you've been watching just, wrestling as you know as long as me, basically, in years, years yeah. wise. But um, 
did you know i feel like i can call almost everything but like i did i felt it right like mjf's gonna tap out right after that yeah, clock yeah, hits yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but um we get you know we get the over but like there was that little split second where i was like man maybe 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 it'll happen I, I was like maybe this is just it because the match was so good and so strong i was saying to these guys i was like look this shit is so good and both guys are coming out as the mjf could lose the belt and it doesn't hurt him it might enhance him you know what i mean like it might enhance That's him true. further you know what I mean? Like if he lost the belt and then you just have a big name guy who's one of the best in the world with your world title, which is not a bad thing for any wrestling company. And then MGF was going to come out of there strong no matter what. You know what I mean? So I thought in my head, I was convincing myself he can lose this fucking belt because he's going to come mm -hmm. out looking really great after this. It's no shame. We say it all the time. It. Stone Cold yeah. losing the Bret Hart mm -hmm. and the blood yeah, from exactly. the stone. Exactly. You know, because after this, the, the, you said before, the money and the chase with MJF. Like, mm -hmm. it could have really been. Let's get to the finish, though, because you you mentioned it. So, the clock hits zero. MJF taps right after the clock hits zero. Mm -hmm. So, we're tied. We have to go to overtime. And Well, first they draw. just said it's a draw. All right, yes. It's MJF a draw. Def defended his title, right? Because he got a, you didn't beat him. So, it's like he's the champion still. But then... You knew some good news was Thank coming God the way Tony, Tony, Tony was so happy hearing the news in his ear, you know, and TK says a match can't end this way. We're going to sudden death rules, you know, and it's like, okay, cool, which drama. I kind of anticipated. I thought in my heart, I thought that's what we were going to get. We we're going to get some kind of overtime. Well, Sharon kept asking me what happens. I was like, well, if it's overtime, I mean, if it's a draw, MJF keeps the title. Like, that's just how it works. Nice, and then yeah. when they did the announcement, like, this match must continue. Yeah. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm here let's for do it. it. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Yo, when did MJF deliver the, the tombstone off the middle rope? Was that in overtime or was that? I can't remember, but I wanted to circle that because that was crazy, bro. Yeah, like, I feel like it was in overtime. Yeah, it was definitely in yeah. overtime. Because it was after him doing that tombstone on the outside, so it had to be in overtime. You know? yeah, yeah, because they had another five minutes uh, yeah. of a match. It wasn't just one of these overtimes where you do yeah, a quick roll-up, like although they one, tried yeah, that. Yeah. They did, yeah, and I was like, shit, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. But whatever. But Tony like, Schiavone makes the announcement. We, we have the match mm -hmm. continue. They do have five minutes more, but at one point, MJF's knocked outside the ring. Danielson's creeping over to pick him back up. We should mention, right after the match ended and the draw was announced, these guys needed water. They needed oxygen. Yeah. They needed IVs. They, they, were, they, were, they were fixing these boys up. But um, one of the oxygen tanks was left by ringside, uh, and yeah, MJF yeah. got his hands on it. He, he clobbers Danielson. Ref don't see it. And um, MJF keeps the title. He's still the mm -hmm. champion over an hour an hour and five minutes or so and like i said to you i was like i could only smile because we knew who was gonna win but if they yeah. make you doubt it that's all you can ask for yeah exactly exactly and i was there was moments where i'm like do we get other like dangerous is winning this and then there was times where it felt like oh no clearly mjf's gonna win it but they still did a good job of going back and forth you know and like I was yelling, not like this, when he hits him with the you know <laughs> oxygen can, you know, and it, but like, but it makes sense, right? Like, it all made perfectly fine sense. It's the right way for MJF to win the match, right? Mm -hmm. Based on his character versus just out dueling the guy. He did, but he had to. Yes, you know, I would have had a bigger and, problem with that. I think. Or yeah. what do you think? Would you rather? I don't know if I clean? would have, but it makes sense this way, right? Like, it makes sense yeah. this way. But I liked. I also want to point out, like we didn't mention it, but like the referee like mm -hmm. playing into mjf cheating you know and it's sort of like him going like go ahead 
hit him. You know, like if Excellent. you want to Excellent. hit him, you're you're gonna lose that belt. If you hit him, you lose the belt. So be my guest. You know what I mean? It like, was Bryce Ramsberg. Bryce and he Ramsberg. Did. He gave him the he gave him the and green he took light. The ring. You yeah, and he took the ring off of him too because like that's what was gonna kill me. I was like, don't just win with the ring. You know what I mean? I, like he hits him with it. I think Brian maybe popped it like when it felt like he was gonna. Yeah, steal we glossed it with over the ring. that, but that yeah. was such a big spot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, so like he pops it and it was like, oh my god, and then Bryce takes the ring from him. So like. You know, he was trying to cheat, but the ref, I think, did a good job of, like, you know, encouraging it because it's like, listen, I don't give a fuck if you cheat or not. You're, I'm going to enforce yeah. the rules. So I liked it. Um, and, but Very smart way to do yeah, that. But, and then, like, how the finish came, he ended up cheating, but it was a sneaky one that the ref didn't see. He didn't make the ref look like a complete moron either, you exactly. know, which it happens, you know, happens in pro wrestling all the time. But yeah. it made him look like he just missed it. Like, sometimes guys miss shit, and Bryce was catching everything MJF was doing. But he missed that big one, you know. Missed that one that thing. Yeah, the, there was no yeah. ref bump. There wasn't the gaga. Mm -hmm. This was very yeah. a clever way to make something like pro wrestling make sense. And and that's all, man. That's all you can ask for. And yeah. I gotta get we I get we gotta get to the rating of the yeah, match, yeah. and then we'll rate the show. But um, for me, right off the bat, I said I needed a minute to think about it, and then I'll ask you where this ranks on your like AEW okay. pantheon as far as great AEW matches. Yeah. Even Iron Man matches, we could even do that. But um, I had to go 9.1 out of 10. 9.1, look at you. Drama, 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 drama. That's drama, all I drama. want in, in, yeah, in wrestling, you know what I'm saying? You make me second guess the fact that I know what that MJF's going to win the match. Not only that, but like, are re Iron Man matches often rewatchable? Yeah, this and that's the thing. Yeah, this one is. You know, like, we talk about uh, Brett and Sean. That's like mm -hmm. an incredibly divisive match. You know what I mean? People hate that match. People do hate and, it. And then other people think it's one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time, you know? So, mm -hmm. like, this match, dude, I don't think anybody hates it. You know? Like, I don't think anybody hated this match. I think most people that's left there, like, high this approval is, rating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and for an hour long match, that's kind of crazy. For a match with a green dude, like, green guy like MJF, you know what I mean? That's super impressive. Obviously, we know Brian Danielson could do it. My rating of this match, I love the match. I gave it five stars out of five. Oh, first first time in no souls history of my reviews. And score, and I'm a harsh critic, and I don't love MJF. You know what I mean? I do love Brian, but by the wow. end of that match, dude, I was at the edge of my seat. Didn't quite Same. know what was going to happen, even though we knew. Still didn't know. Um. Super impressed by both guys. MJF, I mean, I'm not going as far as, like, he made me a believer because... No, I want to ask I, you I, that after, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not going that far, but, like, I don't think you could deny the match. I I don't even, you know, I'm not that guy, but, like, I think it might be the best Iron, match, Iron Man match ever. You know what I mean? Like, a, yeah. I think it could be. You know what I mean? Like... I would, we're going to see. Time will tell. We'll rewatch mm -hmm. it. We'll see over the years as the hold up or whatever. But when I think of Iron Man matches, it's like, listen, I don't watch Brett. I love that Brett and Sean match. I don't watch that often. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't, I've seen it a few times, mm -hmm. but I don't go back often. You know, I don't go to anybody's Iron Man matches because they're fucking long. You know what I mean? Like, well, I that's like some the of thing, those bro. ROH like the ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I like some of the ROH ones. And, yeah. But even them, I don't go back. But this one is that's the like thing. A, it's it's a, it's about what you grow up on. Like Sean and Brett are my guys. So like that to me is always going to rank higher. Yeah. I don't think that can be topped for me because those yeah. are two of my favorites. But I think it's really interesting. Like for a non 
or at least a casual wrestling fan who's never seen an Iron Man match to be like, wait, they got to fight an hour. I got to like mm-hmm. watch this for an hour. But for them to be on the edge of their seat, uh, that's a really, really uh, telltale that they succeeded. And it's impressive that you can get casuals or hardcores with that 100% approval rating. And I, and I do want to rate the the show overall with you in a minute, mm-hmm. but um, like I'll say the drama of, so you watched on cut gems, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, these boys, the safety brothers, but like that drama and the anxiety they build in these, mm-hmm. ma- in these movies, I'm seeing this match in a theater and I feel like I'm watching an intense drama picture like you know what i'm saying so like and a wrestling match i'm like what so i gotta give it to them man like they delivered the hell out of that what what do you um think real quick i'm seeing like you said you don't see mjf as like oh made man do you see him as slightly more of an equal or what do you feel like i definitely coming out of this match when yeah yeah, yeah. i definitely think it elevates them you know what i mean like a big criticism of him was like the confusion about does he even know who he is as a character right um, there was like, I've always criticized his promos, you know, like it's, that's probably yeah. the thing people love most about him, but I just felt like delivery or whatnot. We always knew he could have a good match, but like, I think the build of like keeping him kind of low key as champion, it made this mm-hmm. feel like, like we're finally getting this. And it was such a long match that you, you couldn't hide anything from the fans at that point, you know? And it was sort of like, you got to see what this kid was made of for real. He obviously leveled up last night. It's going to take him to another level. Obviously, the post-match scrum stuff we'll get to, I think that enhances him as well. You know what I mean? Makes well, him, well, mention it real quick because you know, we won't go yeah, too far. Yeah, into it, be, but I watched it finally. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's yeah, definitely a he punk, shows up, some punk shade, right? Yeah. He First of all, he, he walks in cutting a promo. And he's like, who's who's the best in the world? Is it Danielson? Is it Moxie or whatever? And he tells these guys like the fuck off or whatever. He's just going off on all the journalists and reporters. And like, you know, he just cuts a promo. He's kind of doing a CM Punk impression. He has a towel over his shoulder. He's all bruised. He's eating some pickles, like Punk was eating muffin or whatever was eating yeah, brownies. The local muffins. He's got the oh, local yeah, pickles. Local pickles. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it was very obviously like a a nod to I don't know if it's a nod, whatever the word is to punk, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think all of that, like in that promo post fight, he was just saying, like, you can't deny me anymore. And I think there's something to it. I'm not saying he's the top guy, right? Like, is he a bigger name in pro wrestling now than Roman Reigns because he had this classic match? I think this is a classic match. Obviously, I gave it five stars. Um, no, but but I do think it puts him in a spot where, like, you have to put some respect on his name, you know? Yes. And it's like where I was ready for him to lose the title to Brian Danielson and, like, just – MJF can get it again. He's a young dude. He'll be back around. He's he's going to be in this for the long term. Mm-hmm. He'll come. He'll be back. He'll get his. But after this, it's sort of like, all right, dude. That was a championship performance and a championship match on a big pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Against an all-time great. Mm-hmm. And you came out looking like really amazing, you know? And like he could have lost and still looked amazing. The fact that he got the W long term, that'll be good for his legacy um mm-hmm. yeah so like i i want to give him a lot of props because i'm always hard on him like i said i still need more because yes. like there's guys guys have great matches all the time you know what i mean and it doesn't equate to like a great career after that right but correct this was special to me and uh yeah and his when, is, I, when and I was scrum. putting a great you know when i was putting a great down i don't want to give anything a perfect score because i'm typically not that i don't think much is perfect you know what i mean mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. 
And I'm never going to be Dave Meltzer where I'm giving like seven and a half stars out of five. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, I'm not going right, yeah, to do that either. That. My, my scale stops at five, but I think that's a five-star match. I don't think you could ask for much more. It was an hour-long match. Right. Yeah, and it was, it was an hour-long match. It was entertaining from like beginning to end. There wasn't so much dull sp- dull stuff because like you could argue about rest holds even in sean and brett you know what i mean oh, yeah. like rest rock and triple like, h be- took like three minutes uh between falls yeah. like sometimes yeah they yeah you know what i mean time out like, you know mm-hmm. so like there wasn't any of that it's just like i can't really criticize it too many places the referee was good the mm-hmm. the, the the violence was extreme the the chain wrestling was really spot on you know what i mean the storytelling was good the finishes were intense and like you know, the everything was just so good. Like you said you know? about MJF, like he didn't go in there and do like the backflip off the top rope, yeah, land yeah, on his yeah. feet. Like Brian Danielson, like reeled him in and gave him the match yeah. of his life. And you mentioned in the post-match scrum, like MJF saying, put respect on my name. He made great valid points. He was like, you know what? I'm sick of you talking about. I'm just the guy that can talk on the mic. You better understand the complete package. And guess what? Like, I'm still not ready to say that you are one of the all-time greats. I know he wants to be one of the all-time yeah. greats. And you even mentioned like, you know, Mark Henry. You don't want to you want to criticize MJF or whatever. Like he's already had a better career than you. Uh, I mean, maybe Mark Henry like was on the WrestleMania with the Undertaker. Yeah. Like he was on a big stage. Like yeah. people might know Mark Henry more than MJF still. My point, like MJF said he wants to be remembered as one of the goats. And at least in his mind, he wants to be okay with how he uh leaves the business. I think um where do we go from here real quick? Cause you mentioned um, Danielson, like kind of guiding him through this. <sighs> I feel like MJF needs to be, cause punk and Danielson for me are the two opponents of MJFs that I think were the best, the best yeah. feuds, the best matches Definitely. with him and Wardlow. Like I did enjoy the feud and maybe we can mm-hmm. go back to that. But um, do you think Danielson's done with this uh, title run or title chase? I think so. I think I read too that this is like his fourth title shot as well mm. without winning. Yeah, Omega, Hangman. Yeah, Hangman MGF. twice, I want to say. Yeah, twice. Okay. yeah, so like I think it was his fourth mm. title shot. Uh, so I think if like we're just being honest about, you know, how things go, he probably needs a cool off period. I don't know what Brian, like I said, I don't know what anybody's doing after this pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't really lead into too much. And maybe if there's a criticism on pay-per-view, we don't really know the next angles. But I like that. I like that. No, that's okay. Show. Yeah. This yeah, closed like the bulk on a lot of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they did that's here. Old school. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I feel like this pay-per-view really, like, did that with tons of matches. And I think the same thing here with Brian Danielson. Like, he'll, he'll move on to something else. MJF will move on to something else. And we'll see. Now, again... It's only like it's in pro wrestling. It's like, what have you done for me lately? You know what I mean? So like, yeah, MJF, you're on top of the world right now. Will we see him on Dynamite? I'm not sure, right? But whenever we see him next, I gotta see what's what where the ball's rolling. You know what I mean? Like, what are you getting into next? What's gonna be the next thing? And can we have you double or nothing it? next, right? In May, double or nothing in May, the end of May. One of the May. biggest shows, even bigger than Revolution, probably. Yeah, right? yeah. I think it's their WrestleMania. If there's gonna be a WrestleMania, I think it's double or nothing. You know, okay. um. Personally, so this has got to be marquee. This this title yeah. match, if it is still MJF, has to be MJF. marquee. Yeah. Um, let's Which talk about the overall like rating of the show real quick yep. um, and get out of here. But uh, I'll just jump right into it. And for me, the issue I have when rating modern shows, we do some rewatches on here. We just watch Royal yeah. Rumble 1990, Survivor Series 87. Go down the list, WrestleMania 1. Um, you know, I rate these shows in a way where 
I don't try to like scale it to the modern thing. I'm going to look at it like, all right, will I watch Revolution 2023 over Royal Rumble 1990? The answer is probably mm-hmm. not. But the yeah. was because I'm a nostalgic. I'm a I'm an 80s kid. Yeah. I love WWF. But was this a better show overall, top to bottom? If you want to get real, like probably. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I love it more yeah. than Survivor Series 87. But so on and so forth. My my rating for the show is a seven out of ten. Seven. I think, 10. and that's high for me. You yeah, know, it so it's rewatchable. I think they mm-hmm. did a great job pacing it out. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, Wardlow Joe was a little bit of a down spot, but I think this was one of the eight best AEW shows that I've watched top to bottom. Yeah. What do you think? I think so. I think people typically say that all out where Danielson and Cole showed up is probably AEW's best show. I think that's what people, I think the consensus and like their pay-per-views, I think that's what people kind of say. And I maybe tend to agree. I think this is right there with that. I gave the show mm-hmm. out of 10, eight out of 10. Eight out of 10. Cause eight it's hard to rate a whole show. We talk about it all the time. There's no perfect yeah. show. No, like, yeah, there's no going to be a down spot exactly. in a show. And like the down spots for me were the women's title match and Joe Wardlow that I gave mm-hmm. them very average scores, but I have three matches over four. One's a five. You know, mm-hmm. I have a 4.25. I have a 4.5. I have a five. And that Christian and jungle boy, I went back and forth if I wanted to give that four stars or, mm-hmm. but I ended up going 3.75 on it. And like, to me, it's like, if you have three matches over four, you know, I'm not giving out, I don't give out generous scores. Like I, I might be higher than you, but it's not like, I'm not crowning shit either. Even when I think it's very right. good, you know, we talked about Roman and Sammy and I think it's very good, but I still was like in that four range or four mm-hmm. point something range. And that was more story. If their yeah. matches were better, maybe they're higher, but I think it's like, those four matches to me, I like I would go back and watch all of them, and that's half the card. Well, you know, we we rated Survivors or Starcade eighty ninety seven lately, and um, Eddie Guerrero and Ray Ray is your favorite match of all time. Mm-hmm. That match is on that show, but yeah. the show had so much bullshit. Exactly. Bullshit, yeah, exactly. So exactly. so like it's hard. Like you, you I will for a fact, whole show here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will for a fact watch Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio for the, in like the rest of my life, maybe. 10 times more than I watched this MJF Danielson match, but it's just because of the watchability. It's easy. I can watch it for 15 minutes or whatever it is, you know, and go back. And this match just isn't going to be that. But as a whole pay per view, that's what I we're talking don't about. Watch, yeah. I don't watch that Halloween Havoc top to bottom very often. Right. Or that's what it was Halloween Havoc 97. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't watch that top to bottom almost ever, you know, like unless we look at the opener of, opener of this show, the main event of this show, yeah, this exactly. trios match. The, the hardcore Texas mm-hmm. death match. You had the Christian feud come to a culmination. You had mm-hmm. women. There was so much in this uh, show, and I think they benefited from having six really good matches yeah, or seven, whatever it was. What was it, eight? Whatever. I don't even know. I but think it's it didn't eight feel... total ones. Okay. It did. Sometimes, though, with AEW, it's 10 or 11 or 12, I feel like. Um, yeah. They just did such a good job of, of pacing it out. I've been I'm, – I'm keeping it real. Like, I, I – you know, I love the WWF and I'm nostalgic as, as all, as all hell. You know, I love the aesthetics, the music, all that good shit, but um, modern wrestling for me, like it's hard to compare it to that stuff. But if yeah. you talk about overall shows, this was so AEW, like, I don't know now double or nothing's coming up. This they're on a good run. They're on a good path. I think this show, Tony Khan said 800 grand, was uh, a record for the city of San Francisco as far as mm-hmm. I guess that's the gate. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling doesn't do well there, you know. Okay. Like I, I was reading like last time Raw was there, they sold four thousand tickets. 
you know and like for for wwe that's like what but it's just wow. like they don't do shit in san francisco for this reason this is why we don't hear mm-hmm. you don't hear any san francisco territory talk you know what i mean like you never hear mm-hmm. san francisco is such a whack-ass town for pro wrestling so like that's interesting yeah. you know yeah so it's like for them yeah like it's not like they were hitting million dollar gates a couple of times, but like it's a that's a good turnout for them. So if that's it's a success LA, in San Francisco. Um, yeah, exactly. If that's in LA, grand. it's probably a way better situation for them, you know. But for the market that they were in, you know, because mm-hmm. like WWE won't even run shows there now. You know what I mean? Because attendance is so poor and like. And know, that's the same to be said with yeah. the uh, LA Forum, right? Like they did a good show at the Forum, which is hard yeah. to uh, yeah, turn yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah, they sold out the forum the first time. They sold like a true, true sellout of the forum, which doesn't happen for pro wrestling. And then the second show, yeah. I was there for both. And the second one was a crazy crowd too. It wasn't quite like the first one because the first one had like 14,000 people. And the second one though had like 11,000, you know, and it was still like mm-hmm. a n- nutty show. That was just dynamite. So when they get a pay-per-view, that's like when we'll really be, see the number. Because I see people roasting. They're like, number, they only sold 8,000. WWE, how should I, I I'm, I'm seeing that 000, as well. You know? And they're saying like how embarrassing it is for yeah, them yeah. to like – to kind of tout 800 grand, but um, it's all about the market, right? Yeah, I yeah, guess. it's the market and good. And like 800 grand is like before AEW was doing a million, nobody was doing that. So mm-hmm. now it's like the goalposts mm-hmm. moved, you know what I'm saying? And it's sort of right. like, oh, you only did 800 grand? Well, you were doing a million. It's like, yeah, nobody fucking ever has done a million besides WWE. WCW didn't do a million, you know what I mean? So it's sort of like the, the, so they, you know, that's AEW, you know what I mean? Like they get this. I think they're, they're critiqued differently. Maybe it's there's there's two camps. I think people who critique them harshly because they have high expectations of them. You know what I mean? Yes, like they, that's me. Look, that's me. They look at them as like, listen, you are the best wrestling show currently, right? Like WWE is the biggest, but in terms of just the quality, I think AEW Dynamite is probably the best weekly show. AEW as a product is probably the best overall show, but they're judged that way. And then there's a second group of people who are just haters, you know, like they're loyal, mm-hmm. both sides, right? There's people who are diehard AWs. There's mm-hmm. these diehard WWEs and they're never going to give them credit either way. And they move the goalposts all the time. I, I heard something like Triple H, they were like, Triple H had Raw all wrapped up 24 hours in advance. It's like, that's the bar I that, heard that yeah. WWE is being judged on. Like they had a finished show the day before, you know, versus <laughs> figuring yeah. out that's wow. their bar where AEW has to break the records that weren't broken every show or they're going out of business. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of their thing. And yeah. I, I saw think- someone kind of like dissing them because they sold. So they sold 8,000, 9,000 attended 8,000 yeah. paid. And it was like, well, it's a, you're trying to fill 10,000 uh, and SmackDown did more than that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so like, like- if you look at it like that, mm. That's, that's what it's like, but that's what it's going to be. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's what it's going to be. WWE house show this weekend with Sammy headlining that did 20,000 seats. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like their, their business is monstrous. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, I don't know what their gates are. Cause we don't even fucking pay attention. Cause they were the only show in town, but their gates are multi-millions every time. You know what I mean? So well, it's as long like, as it's sustainable, like I'm watching it in a yeah. theater and in the cinema. And I think there was a good amount of people there and there was a uh, multiple theaters around here selling, like selling tickets. Like it's clearly got a following. We already talked about the state of AEW last week, but just on the way out here, I feel like so last year they did, I think it was like 7,500. Um, we're not sorry, 8,500. They yeah. did around that this year, yeah, eight to nine. Um, you want to grow year to year, year on end, yeah. right? But, yeah. um, wondering how like double or nothing will be as, as long as they mm-hmm. sustain this and they don't slip, but it just it seems like. 
they're in a good place. Like this show yeah. really helped them because top to bottom it delivered. There was no complaints. Yeah. And you got a champion is strong. They really executed with this. Dude, this is the rare AEW show where like I looked online afterward, like they see the butt because there's always the hate. There's always hatred, mm-hmm. right? Like people don't like anything. You know, people don't like everything, right? And this is the rare one where I'm like, I'm struggling to find the haters of it. You know what I mean? Like, you really got to dig into, like, those ultra hater pages where, like, they just don't like AEW. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay. And, you know, they don't like it. All right, fine. And fair enough. But, like, from my, like, Twitter, for example, I just follow so much wrestling that you get everybody. You know, Twitter works nowadays. It's like you just see a bunch of tweets that you don't even people you don't even follow. So I see all this wrestling shit. And it's like very like the consensus seems to be very high on this show overall a lot of people saying it's their best show ever a lot of people saying mjf and danielson is their best match ever you know mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. i've i've been to defining match their, yeah, their, uh, yeah promotion defining exactly so like i've been to several of their five star rated matches you know from De- Meltzer. i was there for cody and dustin i was there for the young bucks and the lucha bros i was there we were there for that anarchy in the arena you know what i mean that, yeah, that yeah. five star match you know i've been there for a bunch of like these five star and I think this was better than the ones I was there for of the five star matches. You know what I mean? Like, is it is it their best match of all time? It's like it's it's really 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 debatable. You know what I mean? Like it's really debatable. Maybe Dustin and Cody. I think that's probably the one that people lean on maybe as like a surefire like top two or three match that they had. Like, right. No doubt. I love I that Dustin, match. Yeah, I think Dustin Kenny and, and Cody. Ad, but Ken, Kenny and Hangman yeah, versus exactly. the Bucks. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's another That's one, another you know, one. but like, I think this is right there with them. I think Even Danielson and Omega was pretty, mm-hmm. was I would say this succeeded yeah. that, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Me too, me too. Like, I think, for me, the three best matches, you set them. Cody and Dustin, Hangman and um, um Omega versus the Young Bucks, and then MGF and wow. uh, Brian Danielson. I think that's their three best matches. And we and, loved Punk and, and MJF last year. Yeah, Dog yeah we loved it. But this, yeah, exactly. this kind Dude, of blew that's it away. A great, that's a great match, too. Like, I love, love, love that match. But to me, that wasn't a five-star match, right? Where I think these other three are five stars. To me, that's mm-hmm. like a 4.75. Like, almost, but just not quite. And that was maybe my mm-hmm. favorite match last year or whatever it was. But, yeah, like, I think this might be their best match so far, you know, like in the company. Um, that that tag team matches, those are the two where I think of like because they both moved me, you know what I mean? Um, Dustin right. Cody, obviously, I was there for, but that was like early days two of AEW, so I wasn't quite as invested. Like, maybe if that right. happens in year two, it hits me way different, you know. But that was like the first show, so I didn't quite have that emotion in it. But they did a great match, so it's like, yeah, so that's why I rank it below the other two. But you know, I think they just nailed the show. I think a lot of people should get pats on the back. I think MJF was great. I think Brian was obviously, he's always great. I think mm-hmm. guys like the elite in House of Black really carried themselves well. That match was my second favorite. And I thought nothing was going to beat that. I thought, well, that's my match of the night. And then the main <laughs> yeah. event beat it. You know what I mean? A Moxley and, and Hangman. It's like nobody was missing. I got two mediocre scores, but they weren't mm-hmm. bad. They were just, you know, they were what they were. They kind of were transitional matches, you know, but exactly. they still got shit done. They still told their stories and moved their, you know, feuds along. So, mm-hmm. you know, I. Yeah, I said it, it's like a promotion defining match. Yeah. I mean, I, I would also put Dr. You know, DMD and Thunder Rosa, their, um, their dynamite match for what was it? St. Patrick's Day or something. Yeah. Remember that with the, of course, that's a promotion defining match. I put this in that same category with the ones you mentioned, Cody and Dustin. Obviously, I love that match, one of my favorites. But um, yeah, all good things ahead. I think this was a 
like I said, WrestleMania season, it's the heat of WWE and for them to deliver, execute and just be like, look, you know, we got it. We got it here too. Like we're, Mm -hmm. we're not stopping. So, you know, it's going to be fun to see what happens going into double or nothing. Um, As we get out of here real quick, real quick, who do you want? If you had a fan preference, who do you want to see fight MJF in the main event of double or nothing, especially if you're going like, who do you want to put your money me, you know. yeah. Um, I'm gonna give you my mark answer. Then I'm gonna give you maybe a realistic answer. My mark answer: I want CM Punk to come back. Punk, okay. I want, yeah, I want Punk back. Punk MJF for the world title. It's the rematch of that, the best match the year before. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can make that work. Whatever. Not gonna happen. <laughs> Most likely, right? At least not. I don't. Right, maybe right. not by double or nothing, right? Maybe not. But. If you're talking about what I want to see and you're talking about making me buy a ticket, mm-hmm. give me MGF versus Kenny Omega. Mm. Put Kenny Omega in the main event, MGF with him. I we won't know who's gonna win. Two AEW guys easily can mm. go any way in that match. It'll be a banger. I'm sure they could develop that over the next few months. Like if you want me to be like, okay, that match makes me buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. No, give me a match that makes me buy a ticket. That's it. So I, I think that's your next best name, your marquee yeah. name. I think mm-hmm. you called like it for marquee. You know what I'm saying? Like I like other guys. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If it's Ricky Starks, I'd be stoked. If it's you know what I mean, Hangman or whatever, I'd I'd be happy with lots of things. They can mm-hmm. go lots of ways. But if I you want to, like, I think automatically I'm in the building. Give me Kenny Omega. I like it. I like it as a fan. I think I said it on our last week's show. I believe deep down, Tony Khan wants to position this company around Adam Cole. And MJF, yeah. and I could see that being the next man up. I, yeah. I don't know if he'll be the one to end MJF's uh, mm-hmm. run, but I think those guys are going to start to mix it up. And I don't know, man. I don't know what team I'll be on in, in that feud, but um, yeah, I don't know either. I won't uh, underestimate it because they've been delivering. This was great. This was fun. This has been episode forty. We reviewed AEW Revolution twenty twenty three. It's been the East West Connection. This was super fun. Keep subscribing. Keep leaving us comments. Thanks for listening. Um, and also follow us at no, at no sold underscore podcast on Instagram. You can connect with us there very easily. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week for episode 41. It's WrestleMania season still. So we're going to have some fun for you. We'll catch you next week. Peace out. <laughs>